0: Yes, hello. I am James Rodens, and today is has been our 473. It's the New Japan Cup and Sakura Genesis. But I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by a resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man?
1: I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, ready to be back two weeks in a row here. But, uh, you know, again, NXT, like you just mentioned, New Japan, Those. That, that, this is my... Uh, domain. I'd like to say when it comes to wrestling a lot of both of these things I've spent a lot of time with now over the years So always happy to be back and talking about New Japan uh, And uh, yeah, it's a big time. Like I said, New Japan is back and I, 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 we can Explain why I feel that way as we talk about the New Japan Cup and soccer Genesis
0: Yeah, without a shout out of that, Luster, so pleased to have you on board. Unfortunately, Jackson Gina can't join us today But we'll be back for the anniversary show uh, May 6th, so it's just Team jaunty today, uh, and as <laughs> the title suggests, it is New Japan Cup and Sakura Genesis, and you've already covered this on your podcast, Monty, so I'm sorry for making you have to go through all over again, alright?
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no problem, no problem, I, I did not, I took a lot of notes, did not throw them away, so... I was. I knew it was gonna. I've learned that I'm going to need my notes, <laughs> so it's all good. And uh, you know, I, the thing is about it. As much, even though I try to get my raw or my first thoughts or my reactions from the shows out there, it's always good to revisit or you know get another a second opinion on it. So this is it's going to be fun either way.
0: Yeah, without we'll a shadow of that. And another thing as well, and especially with new fans on this podcast, it's only been something we've been doing. Uh, for the past couple of years, or especially this year, we're kind of in depth as we're going. So mm-hmm. I know there's people who are listening who love these. Sh- learn a lot more about New Japan, uh, and also maybe listen to the first time. So bit of history first, if people don't know about the New Japan Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, since 2005, it's been considered the second most prominent tournament in New Japan after the G1 Climax, which is held in a round robin format since 2006 the winner receives an opportunity for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship however unlike with the G1 Climax the reigning IWGP World Heavyweight champion does not participate in the tournament the participants there's 23 matches now obviously Monty you know the New Japan Cup more than I do so for people maybe not sure that kind of what's it mean you know what is neither comparable to or you know, what have previous kind of winners gone on to achieve, if you know what I mean?
1: Well yeah, well, you uh, most of the time you have previous winners who get get a shot at the championship. Of course, some of them have become became champions from this uh from this tournament. Uh, the best comparison I would give it is it's 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 set up it's best the best way to set it up or in your mind, especially if you're a WWE person. It's like a King of the Ring, but the King of the Ring stakes actually is the biggest stakes of them all at the end. Think of it that way. Right. But it's, it's way more competitive than the normal King of the Ring. But at the end of it, you don't just get a crown gimmick and all of that or whatever. No, you actually get a shot at the world championship. You know, it's what, uh you know, tournaments, in my opinion, if they're not going go to go the round robin round with the G one uh, and get make it pay off in that way, it's literally doing the same thing but just way quicker And, you know, eliminate every match counts. It's a – I like the comment – it's another thing he has in common with is like March Madness in college, NCAA college basketball, which is American uh, college sports. And they kind of do it – it's 64 teams in their bracket. And, yeah, it's madness. exactly what it sounds like. You get all (laughs) these teams from around the country. And, um, you know, really it could be a team that you – a college you've never heard of sometimes pop up in the final four because they got on this magical run and just didn't lose so it's kind of it kind of gives you that sense too like it's really about who is hottest right now uh going into the next year of new japan because it's always kind of in that seat post wrestle kingdom uh being that very big tournament uh you know right after it before best of super juniors and uh, a couple months before we ever we get into the D one, also. So again, it's like you said, the se- you really set it up perfectly. The second most prominent tournament in New Japan that promises a shot at the world champion. And you know, like you said, what 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 are people who won this went on to do? They've either been able to make a name for themselves by becoming an IWGP World Champion, or they've been like my guy Goto, who's ve- who's known for winning these tournaments, but had never cashed it in, and. As a matter of fact, I'll talk about that later on with, uh, you know, who we'll be talking about later on as the tournament goes on because Godot has won three of these, I believe, and has never cashed in and won a championship. So, again, this is one of those type of things where it is a big deal, but it's it's also one of those things where if you don't win, you can kind of set course for other championships also. Or you can, you can you know, make a name for yourself by in your first uh, New Japan Cup tournament so it, it, it's always a really good time to me uh, it's not it's a lot easier to keep up with also than the G1 too that's the one thing I like over the G1 the G1 is a very great testament to uh, New Japan's talent and how long they can wrestle and all that type of stuff but the New Japan Cup is really right to the point
0: yeah no we did the G1 last year and like I said there was a lot of matches that uh, yeah. I didn't watch I will say I watched every New Japan Cup match
1: Exactly. You have a better chance of watching everyone in this tournament. <laughs> yeah,
0: which makes a lot of sense as well. Watching it on New Japan World with the English content It's very accessible. Another thing I quite liked about as well is that you can even watch the whole event because you'll get some, uh, you know, New Japan Cup matches with tag right. matches on it to kind of fill it out. Or you can watch just the matches as is. And I think well, I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've cussed New Japan World before, but it has improved um, a little bit to be able to kind of watch and this is very uh, kind of accessible at this moment. So I'm also saying the participants are chosen by a championship committee uh, just in case yeah. uh, anybody wants to talk about it. Because I know Tanahashi, uh, Roshi Tanahashi, wasn't involved in this um, cup. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and that is just because, well, we did face a didn't he, at Battle in the Valley. So I suppose, right.
1: That was know. kind of like his, his, yeah, you know, they kind of gave him his little... It's a little like, here, you get this title match, but you won't be able to be in the tournament for the first time in a long time. So, yeah, it's, it's great. It was, it was a great opportunity for him uh, to get his title match. But like you said, I love that, too, that they love. They explain how this works. So sometimes you will see the, the the odd New Japan talent complaining to New Japan, like they haven't been on this, or they, like I've been waiting for my opportunity this long. Well, it's actually true; they the, they really do have like a committee of people who seem to select these placements. So, yeah, this is a I I, I love that element because again, it at least gives you a reason for these people to be here.
0: Of a doubt, so let's go. I don't know how yano
1: has got in here every year. Though. I, I don't t- know how y'all know
0: Trust Keep me, like, there is a few wrestlers <laughs> that I say I just don't. And we're going to get on to we're going to get on to Yano especially uh, coming up. Genesis. I love Yano. Uh, but we get New Japan first round and we're going to start off. Uh, and it kicked off on Sunday, March fifth, in front of capacity crowd. And uh, we had two first round matches head to line the show. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defeated El Fantasma with a roll up pin to a evolve- Go. Up against Chase Owen, who's a first round by. ELP uh, really enjoyed Naito's entrance, and Naito enjoyed mocking ELP. <laughs> so, again, and this is another thing I feel there's more freelance to do in Japan than there is maybe elsewhere. Is other wrestlers kind of openly mocking each other and not? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Is that imagine yeah. you know Seth Rollins making the entrance, or even you know back in the day, and someone mocking it. I think it wouldn't be allowed. Where. You know, <laughs> they're
1: just free right to do what they want yeah it's just yeah you go out there you just do your thing man like you said and elp and naito have one of those relationships where for, i don't know what i don't know why i think it's just because it's so funny looking but naito really has taken a liking to the way elp does the two sweet and all of it so it's just they yeah they have a really good time and i think uh another thing here this is a one of those things I love about the cup is when they, when you, when you have unique people like ELP entering his first cup, or uh, in this uh, first time in this situation, especially as a heavyweight, uh, you you get a chance to see something that in New Japan that you didn't get a chance to see all the time when ELP was wrestling juniors. You know, every now and then they were they would touch and tag matches, but to watch them put together a match like this and kind of show you that uh, ELP is not all comedy, you know. He, uh, he's a special talent. That's one thing I always say. Like, he plays around a lot, and we'll talk about – we definitely will talk more about ELP coming up throughout this tournament. But, you know uh, – he definitely is special to me uh, with some of the stuff he can do in the ring. He looked like a star in that match with Naito. He got a round of applause in that match. So, and Naito just outsmarted him, which he tends to do a lot of people in these tournaments with his flash pin ability. So, uh, you know, again, it's a great way to kick off the cup. And like you said, uh, it's always uh, beautiful when you just get that character. I, again, I don't. I like you said. I don't think they're told to do anything when it comes to <laughs> who they are as characters. They just go out there and do it. You know.
0: Well, this is the thing, and also Naito as well is you wonder why Eva is so popular. You know, as you're coming into it and you realize the mind games and that kind of the way he is that is putting opponents off their game for him to be successful. Yeah. So. It's, you know, you're kind of learning about the characters. We also see Sonada advanced after using a modified DDT on Saichi to get the pinfall. He will face Kenta next, also by in the second round. The singing sensation out. The story of this, and even I got this, was the story of Sanada was at his lowest in this one, coming off a few losses. Right. Uh, and, of course, Taichi bringing it out of him in a match. You don't usually see that with an opponent uh, and Sonada getting the win here which may be the Star of something to look for. But again, it's a very simple story uh, to kind of latch onto, isn't it? You know,
1: Yeah, man, it's very simple. And then like you said, uh, someone like Tai Chi, not only wasn't in Sonata's faction, but he's also someone who has struggled notoriously himself. So it's like, you know, for it to come from Tai Chi, it just meant a little bit more. I've, I've talked about it. Sonata and Tachi has a, a, like a brotherly type of relationship from their past in all Japan, and like a and they've had a sibling rivalry that make these matches so great. But like you said, that was the first time Sonata's nickname was the Cold Skull. So to get all of that fire that he started to get out of Sonata towards the end, there just really he woke him up, like you mentioned. And um, again, you know again, I my thought process at the time was if he fought like that, I, I definitely said he can he can topple this whole entire tournament. And you know, Tai Chi, again, I thought he would deserve that win in the spot because again, you know, he always loses yeah. in this spot. He gives a great effort. He did it with Zach or, or not that Zach, he did it with uh Jay White, I think, not too long ago. It's just like where he fights his ass off and then he did it with Shingo last year his ass off, but he just can't get over that. So Osprey, I think he also did that with. So, again, uh, but, again, I can't complain, man. It really turned out to be great. It had the drama. It was decisive. And then, again, a new finisher for Sonata. Like you said, a sign of things to come. So, again, it was very unexpected. But, again, Taichi has been notoriously, and this is just one thing I'm going to leave you with, for years he's been telling Sonata, you're wasting away in L.I.J., man.
0: <laughs> well, this is the thing as well. I was a little bit, you're not shocked by it, but again, I think she in my mind, is a bigger star than Sonata, so then this kind of happened. Right. And it's another thing I've learned from watching New Japan the past couple of years as well is like, whatever it might be considered a shock or, or anything like this, there's a greater story at play, usually, you know, where right. it might be right. a loss in a tag match or a loss in a tournament against a champion, but again, that's <laughs> what we'll look at. Uh, they then had New Japan's 51st anniversary event on March 6th from uh, a general gymnasium. I'm gonna say the event at New Japan World. Uh, first round, Shotarumino defeated Yuri Takahashi. The future is now, Monty. Really, shooter with his mox entrance, he looked good, you know, like he looks <laughs> different. You know, no offense to Rennerita, yeah. but you know, shooter,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. right. No, Ren has grown definitely a lot. He's definitely changed. But you're right. Star just written all over his shoulder. Just visually, you can see it. Like you said, the entrance is perfect. He probably has my favorite entrance in New Japan because of just like you said, you never know where he's coming from and just how like how big he feels. And this is like this the uh you know, I, I must say, like you, we mentioned that committee and I was talking about Yano, but honestly, Yujiro sticks in my crawl. <laughs> Almost just as much at this point. His stick has really, really, really ran this course. As much as I don't mind, as much as when I first started watching New Japan, I did not mind and enjoyed the Tokyo Pimp gimmick and all of that. He's just been doing it's just again, it's been the same thing over and over. He's, he's, he's barely believable when it comes to giving him a chance to win. Uh, but anyway, he survived the House of Tortures BS as expected. Uh, uh Shota did and uh, again this is entertaining, the crowd was into it so it just set up ZSJ versus Shota which really was something I was looking forward to.
0: Yeah, without a doubt and also in first round action, David Finley defeated Hero Ishii the new David, don't call him J. White Finley, did go over quite strong <laughs> here uh, but again we're going to discuss Finley a bit more in depth but this is a strong start over someone who, even if you know not watching New Japan, Ishii has been featured heavily on Dynamite and elsewhere this past mm-hmm. couple of years. So you know they're making a statement there,
1: right? Oh yeah, definitely trying to prove something. Especially uh, you know, again, he's, made, he's been he's been he's getting more popular around the world. But beating Ishi in in Hurricane in front of those people in New Japan, you know what I'm saying? Again, it's just like it means something. And I think, like you said, they were definitely trying to make Finley, uh, set a tone or like you said, for, for who this rebel or this outcast character, uh, seems to be. And uh, again, he did definitely look like J.Y. Like he just pretty much became him. He attacked him and became him walking next to Gato, but it was definitely, uh, you know, again, it was cool for me to see him in the new role, even though as someone who's been watching new Japan, it did also kind of make him look kind of, hypocritical because you know finley like we talked about was the complete opposite of this guy for a long time especially if you go off (laughs) his personality but uh again i I have no problem because again he changed in the ring too he wasn't he may have looked like jay white but again a lot of the tricks a lot of the craftiness he's completely different than jay white when it comes to his style he's a brawler man and he fit right in there with Ishii's formula so i I really thought this was a good uh re-debut of a sense for finley yeah, and The
0: main event of that show was the IWGP Tag Team Championships, Bishamon, right. which go to Yoshihashi defeating Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshutan Hashi. And Okada's so cocky, but I, I, Okada wanted this. But luckily, in Japan, and I'm so pleased to say this, a great tag team beat two great individuals.
1: <laughs> individuals. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Don't you love it? The dream team, by the way, of O'Connor and Tana Hashi, do not fare too well in so far. Has has teaming up if you go overall, but it was a great match, man. And I agree with you. I was very, very pleased with that nice little neat, uh, nice little nudge, nudge when it comes to how we see tags teams. <laughs> treated over here so it's nice to see their tag champs looking strong there it was an anniversary show so it was a big deal you know usually you get like okada versus the junior heavyweight champion so i really like them switching it up and getting a tag team main event you know giving uh, yoshihashi and goto the spotlight also in there with uh two legends like tanahashi and uh, okada so it was great man it was a great match uh definitely worth the watch
0: yeah, but this is the annoying thing. You, I'm there for the New Japan, I see that, and I go, well, I'm here, and you know? so if I'm here, let's <laughs> just watch yeah. it as well, you know. Uh, <laughs> we move on March 8th, and it's show three of the 11 shows, 17-day tournament, should say. It has eight first-round matches with eight buys, so no show happens two tournament matches. We had Mark Davis defeating Toriyanu in the first round Nuja Cup tournament match. This was comedy with some heavy hitting thrown in. <laughs> you forget yeah. sometimes. But uh, again, Mark Davis uh, looking strong here. Then we then see Evil defeating Ren Narita in first round New Japan Cup tournament action. I mean, poor Ren. Maybe next year. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
1: Yeah, he couldn't survive those tricks, man. And I just love how evil evil with him. Like, again, evil, like I told you, you know how I am. He's a turncoat. I always call him out his name. But I also got a secret place in my heart where evil is still special to me. And, uh, man, I still had fun watching this, even though the crowd – and even my, my, my wife, oh, she hated this because <laughs> they screwed Rin Narita so bad. But it was great. It was a great time because, again, he's just – at this point, he is so evil. I always want to see him do good, but he's uh, still a shell of what he used to be. But it's something about this New Japan Cup. It brought me memories, too, to what he did tonight Naito. He's just, just so dirty, man, Dirt, so dirty. But it was – you know, like you said, poor Ryan He'll be here, though. He, I think that's the thing with Rean. You know, I think they know he'll be around. He'll be around. Yeah, he's
0: taking up a lot, of losses, <laughs> be right. And then Bullet Club, yeah. David Finley, El Fantasma, Chase Owens, and Kenta defeated just four guys, Duki, Taka, Taichi, and, uh, of course, Shinobi. Wow. Uh, and, again, you you give me this. So it's a bit weird. I think people listening at home, Monty's kind of given me, like, uh, these bullet points would say the matches and stuff like this to watch. Uh, and then go back, and then obviously fit out my own faults. But I'm actually going to say something that you've said. So this is going to be kind of meta. So this was the first time Dave Finlay and Al Fantasma team up as Bullet Club members, and they argue with each other over Finley's new leadership, and Finley think ELP has gone soft in the entire tournament, which you we were talking about.
1: Yeah, they kind of kept... And it started with that tag match, but, like, they kind of kept it going... The entire tournament, and like even in that tag match, it's like they'll do things like instead of tagging each other to do the whole let's I'll slap my partner in the face to tag him <laughs> in type of thing, or like e l p towards the end of the tournament, basically giving Finley an ultimatum about like he better win the cup, or you know you know we are all that leader stuff he talking is nonsense, basically, so again, they just like I said, it's a difference of philosophies uh Finley wants the bullet club to get back to beat busting Skulls, you know, taking titles, doing stuff that way, being more rough. And ELP, as, uh, you know, I didn't mention in this Naito match, but I kind of mentioned with the pop he got uh, during the match, the people throughout the tour just love ELP. It's signs signs in Japanese uh, from Japanese fans telling people in English saying, Dave Finley, please get along with ELP. Like, they were asking Dave Finley to get along with him. That's how over-ELP <laughs> has gotten over there. Like, the people are loving him. I don't know if it's just the entrance. I don't know if it's just his tactics, because he is a good time whenever he's in the ring. But again, he's selling t-shirts. He's uh, he's more, he's about having fun. He's close to Jay White still, which is uh, I think is also really the main thing. He, mm. he didn't like how David Finley, you know, uh, got in the club. So again, this this problem with J.Y., I mean, uh, with uh, ELP and David Finley, it persists the entire tournament, and I just thought, because of what's something that we'll be talking about at Soccer Genesis, it would be great for me to include that here, so we could uh, just get that out there. (laughs) Well,
0: like I said, there's a lot of stuff to touch on. March 10th, New Japan first round, Carl Fletcher defeating Yoshihashi. This was good, and if Carl, even if he gets knocked out in the next round, he's pinned one half of the tag team champions, uh, as we spoke about, will set up a match. And then other first round match, Aaron Henare defeated Shingo. I mean, what? I mean, what? what's going on? Come on. I mean, I'm not into Nare, but Will Ospreay reacted like they won the World Cup. But Shingo, ever <laughs> since you've told me he's one of your favorites, he has been treated like shit. And I know he's champion and stuff, but again, you expect a little bit more
1: yeah but see the thing is is like I at this point you got again this is where this is where you need the preview of uh, the view of the other side. Honore is one of those guys that the committee has looked uh, overlooked for years, uh and also he was a guy who for a long time was a baby face bland kind of and was even worse than what he you know as like some people may not like what he's doing now, but i honestly, this is the best he's been ever like this is the most they've ever given him this is the most character work they've ever given him so again he may be you know a little too sluggish for some people but i you know he has great striking and uh he has a legit background In the pandemic when everyone else was going home or and all that that man went to a mo mu- a, mu- a Muay Thai uh camp in thailand and just started <laughs> training and like came back the street this like again a guy for street justice so again I have no problem with ha- this happening. And again, I, I like Shingo is one of my favorite. And this was in his hometown. So again, I was like, it's no way Hanari's gonna win, right? But uh Hanari really unleashed a beating on him, man. And you know, Shingo stormed back as he usually do. But again, with the striking exchange, and I've I've come to expect from uh from Hanari as the match continued on, I was like, you know what? That's fine, you know. And then then it kind of went with that overarching story that Kevin Kelly was telling at the time with uh, the United Empire at that point having everyone still in the tournament, basically. All six of their people passing the first round. So they see United Empire really felt like the strongest faction. And I was very proud of him. Since I've seen how long he was losing, how long he was overlooked, it was a very big moment. And this is what I mean. The New Japan Cup is not just for the guy that you're trying to build up to possibly beat Okada. It's also for some of these other guys who usually don't get this opportunity to finally get a moment in the sun in a one-on-one setting with a guy like Shingo. Because, again, this is a match that if this was the Honari from a few years ago, it wouldn't even be in this cup match. It would have been in the first first match like he was fighting a young lion almost. So to watch that progression, I think, is part of the story. And uh, you know, then and then it set up Honore and Tomatonga who had a history too. So again, they got it's all like you said, it's always a story there. It's always a story. Yeah,
0: that. Well the second round begins, so 18 matches go. March eleventh, we had uh, Chase losing to Naito. Uh, how did Chase Owens get a bye? like, it, like how did that work?
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> a great point. Now that one I can't explain. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know he, I don't
0: know who uh, who he has uh dirt on. <laughs> uh Naito reacted exactly how I would with a win. Just getting in his face and just being a prick about <laughs> it. Uh Sanada versus Kenta. Sonada beat Kenta. Henare was on commentary. He's a little bit nondescript. Uh and not going too far. Speaking of commentary, twenty four years ago. This month on Heat Before Backlash, Michael Cole and Kevin Kelly were doing the pre-commentary before the King and JR joined them. Now look at them. Hey, <laughs> grown shows. Good on them. all right uh, Anyway, so Sonala did beat Kenta. And Kenta's another one who I always feel, oh shit, like. He's always losing <laughs> again. I know he's <laughs> shot champ, but you know, there's what another mean? champion by the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's
1: a, do you think I've worked out the formula? Like, it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, right? No, I get it though, but that's the thing about again. It's like I think it's not about in New Japan a lot of times they they do a great deal of like. Try of like letting you know that everyone is just like one or two big moves away from being taken down, it's really only like oh, that's why O'Connor is so special because he is really one of those only all, all of the only people on the roster that is truly unbeatable for the most part year round almost, <laughs> you know. So I think that some of that has something to do with it, but again, uh, you know, obviously they had a story they were trying to tell with Sonata here. Uh, overall. And again, Kenta did all the dirty tricks he could in this match. You know, (laughs) he tried to hit him with the belt and, you know, that ended up coming back to bite him and, you know, low blow. So, you know, he just beat up poor Red Shoes plenty of times. You know, so Kenta deserved to lose. But again, I understand completely what you're saying. He's one of those guys that you know what he can do. You know his reputation. But to, to watch him, you know, have to lose or not prevail in these big spots... I can understand how they how they can uh you
0: know, surprise you. Yeah, 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 But like I said, there is a story a bigger story going on. March twelfth, we've got Tama Tonga versus Aaron Hanare. Uh Tama getting a win and making maybe light work of Aaron. And I don't get him, but you've mm-hmm. already explained more about Aaron Hanare in the last ten minutes than I probably know <laughs> the last six months. So, you know, I do right. like Tonga but I feel he's a bit of a hump pattern as well. Uh Jeff Cobb mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was on commentary and he was very, very good. Uh we then hit, yes. He's we, awesome. <laughs> we then had uh Hiroko we go, we to beating Carl Fletcher. United said the United Empire was in amongst it. Um another half of the open facing Bisherman as well with one win each. And Fletcher is the future I put here. Uh and again yeah. we're gonna see that I think even more when it comes to Genesis as well.
1: Yeah, I, I really want to say that if it's anything underneath the Sonata stuff that I took took away the most from the entire tournament, it was probably my outlook on Aussie Open as individuals. I knew they were awesome as a team. I've seen them do what they do as teammates and uh, put, you know, be, being a great team. I'm not saying that's easier than being a great individual, but again, when I when I can when I notice you as a team anyway, or I'm introduced to you at that way, it's easier to grasp. But when you watch both of those guys in one-on-one matches, still be able to put on pretty compelling matches, like you said, especially with Kyle Fletcher's age. Yeah, man, uh, I-, I love Aussie Open. That was a big takeaway I got from this entire tournament.
0: Yeah, and, and again, this is another thing, and I always remember when it happened to me with the Usos, and it's happened now, where those you open, you know, you're not sure which one is Kyle Fletcher or Mark Davis, we even kind of what their name names yeah. are, and it's like, I'd I know the difference now.
1: <laughs> like, right. You know, right. Uh, I exactly yeah, know, now, right. I know Mark exactly
0: who they are now. I know March is now, yeah. Uh, March 13th, we have Evil beating death Cobb. What a <laughs> fucking mess. What a mess. Anybody's telling me. I've had people say, oh, fucking New Japan. I mean, the the mess here. The, the ref bump, the house of torture help. I mean, my <laughs> God! Handcuffs, uh, handcuffs! Oh, Great, I can't getting handcuffed. <laughs> the poor fucker, like. <laughs> uh, but then moving on swiftly from that, Will Ospreay beat fellow United Empire member Mark Davis. Really fun match, but then we got news. Unfortunately. Yeah that Will Ospreay, due to an injury to right shoulder, will be absent from the show with Mark Davis taking his place. Mark Davis only the second time someone's done that in New Japan Cup history. Uh, but with Will mm-hmm. Ospreay, and we talked about as well, he posted a video uh, recently about his health. And I don't want to say I was right when we did our top 10 to the future. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a bit of a shame, you know, with Will Osprey. Uh, especially after the Kenny Omega match at the start of the year, it's not, it's been stop and start again, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, and again, still, please go watch this match because I, I it was a really, really good match. And he got injured pretty early. Like You can watch the spot pretty much where he took like a splash on the outside of the ring to the floor. And you can kind of tell right there, that shoulder was really uncomfortable uh, from that moment on pretty much. He was kind of favoring it and, doing different things to try to get comfortable with it. But uh yeah, man, uh like I said, Mark Davis really looked good in this one. So again, against one of the top five wrestlers in the world, but like you said, it's such a shame when it comes to Osprey because he could be the main or D guy or the number one guy for many of the promotions. But the biggest downside is because of that style that he's worked for so long. And again, he's changed that style already. This is, this is a big, like you said, so he's a bigger guy. So he he can't even do, you know, a lot of the the shooting, the 630s and all that stuff that he used to do. You know, like he mentioned in the video, not being able to land a shooting star press safely so he don't even try it anymore. So, again, when you think about all the things, and I've I've been someone who's kind of, not day one, because he was wrestling even before I even caught wind of Osprey, but when I got a chance to kind of start watching him for the most part all the time in the junior heavyweight division in 2016, You know, it was always beautiful to watch, but you always wondered, could he sustain these? And I think it only got harder when he put the muscle on, you know, to be able to take some of the bumps he's taken and be able to do some of the things he did. So it it, it is something. It's such a shame uh, when you think about it like that way, just how much of his career probably is already cut short and he's not even really 30 yet. But I also think about, too, just how much greatness I've already gotten a chance to see. So you just kind of – you just got to have to tip your cap and kind of appreciate him while he's still going and able to pick his body up. But, again, it's just one of those things. It's just such a shame. Uh, you I, It's one of those things that I knew that you had – you made a great point about at the time. But it was like one of those things that you're in the back. You're you always just hoping against it because we're talking about someone – Career and their livelihood and something they like to do. So you just you as much as you as great a greater point as it was. It's one of those things you kind of in denial about as a fan. You're like, nah, it's okay. He's gonna he's gonna find a way to have a perfect bill of health, but. He, here we go another year down and another time where he's gonna where he had to take some time off and this is now by the way he posted this video after being after them saying he's cleared so he's telling you that he's cleared and he's not so sure about how he feels now so it's just it's 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 just really really sad when you think about it that way
0: it really is but a bit of good news though March fifteenth Greater Car managed to get the handcuffs uh, that he was attached to previously. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, your hero and mine lost to David Finlay. Uh, Again, not bad. Finlay needed the win. Carl Fletcher was funny on commentary. Still getting used to the new Finn. Uh, And after defeating Greater Khan, he said, Look at me, my talent, my potential. You know, Khan. Can't compete with me. How many generations am I? It's a masterpiece born from the bloodline of the strongest and greatest wrestlers of the era. Even the strongest man in the world needs numbers to win a war. But we've all seen what a career without taking risks would look like. So whether it's like it or not, I'm the leader. He also said, Bullet Club's job is not to follow me. It's to push me forward. I turned the era into gold. I came into Bullet Club. It uh, was waiting for me to lead. No, I entered because Bullet Club was a weapon waiting to be used by me. So David Finley is now the fifth person to lead the Bullet Club faction. Of course, J.Y. left the yep. month, and we wondered where it was going to go. And again, I'm really surprised they have put a lot of faith in Finley here.
1: Yeah, uh, again, I, I, I have to say I've always been a fan, especially as when he came back from his collarbone injury from a few years back. Of his work. I always liked what he could do in the ring. But again, could he bring out like would Bullet Club, bring out that side of him that that we have seen like they all, Kevin Kelly loved making this quote, but it's such a great quote about David Finley because uh, of how David Finley looks and his personality at the time. They always say Jushin Liger said Finley used to scare him. You make me laugh, basically. Dave Finley is funny, is what he said. He looks funny looking. He seems like he's like a good guy, a sweetheart by comparison to his father. So he's tapping into what his father was kind of all about, and being just kind of you know Smash Mouth, you know I'm I'm whooping ass and taking names because he's kind of going into his bloodline and who he is finally starting to feel like a Finley and not just. Uh, you know, a, a a pretty good hand as people would label Finley at, uh, earlier in his career. A good hand and a good guy is what Finley was known as. And now he's he's he throwing, he's spinning that back in your face, saying, "No, I'm David Finley. You're gonna respect my name, respect who I am." And he's also, again, another thing about difference in philosophies and the reason why him's problem with ELP Bullet Bullet Club. He is using Bullet Club as a weapon. He's not hiding it at all. Of how how he actually thinks about the club, and again, you know, ELP has more respect for members like AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, people whose moves he's taken, uh, Jay White, also uh, people who felt who were who symbolized what the club is all about, and he feel like Finley does not fit that description. So again, this is great here, and uh, having Gato next to him, you know, uh, at this point with Gato's track record. He don't miss. You're gonna become world champion at some point if Gato is next to you. When he, when you think about the fact that he's next to Okada and Jay White before him, so you know we'll see.
0: Yeah, excellent point. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But again, they've taken a punt on the future here rather than kind of either going back or trying something yeah, else. Which right. Is, it's going to be interesting. Uh Speaking of the future, shoot, looking uh, sh- futures looking bright for Shooter. In the second round, he knocked out last year's winner Zach Sabre Jr. I was upset because obviously Zack Sabre Jr. won it last year, but then realised he was the champion, so I didn't. I didn't really mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he did push his dad, but Red Shoes didn't seem to mind that. You know, uh, it, <laughs> but it was interesting. Interesting matchup. And, yeah, uh... yeah,
1: it was, man. Zach said he wanted to see what Shoulders got, and Shoulders showed him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly what he had. Zach said it was the ZSJ dojo, and um it really felt like a student-teacher match, kind of, to where the student surprised the teacher in the end. I, it was a really good war, I said, you know. So, I, honestly, and ZSJ made a really good point after this about their match that they were going to have to have later because again, this was a 30 minute match, and the title match is only limited to 15 minutes. So, this was a great, great precursor to set up what they would do later. Yeah,
0: without a shadow of a doubt. Well, 10 matches to go. Finals now. So, March 17th for the court finals. Mark Davis did Will Ospreay proud by beating Evil. And I don't speak Japanese, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure Evil called Mark fucking useless, which kind of set him off. He
1: definitely
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure he did. Kevin (laughs) Kelly and Chris was taken out with Kevin doing the slowest fall from a chair ever. Uh, Of course, (laughs) this broke down with United Empire and, of course, uh, you know, (laughs) handcuffs and all this kind of stuff, getting revenge. I can't. (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh man. What he did to poor Dick Togo. <laughs> man. What a, what how entertaining was this though. It was so good. That's the one thing I say. Like the House of Torches formula. It can definitely be a bore if you've seen it a billion times. But uh man, this was anything but boring. At the end of this match I was throwing my crowns up with Mark Davis. It was that fun. It was really it was really, really uh like you said, Cuthard—they did the kind of like gang war element. Osprey calling out the troops—it was—it was a fantastic way to uh, to to finish that match. And again, like I said, another fantastic performance from an Aussie Obi member.
0: Yeah, well, shout out to Mark Davis. Really came into his own here. And We then have the other quarterfinal: Sanada beating Naito, getting one over on his teammate, and getting over Sada's new finisher as well, which I really liked. But after the match, the change happened as the Cold School jumped ship and made just four guys into just five guys. Of course, Monty, as you know, Sanada, has been with LIJ since his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut. Uh, and of mm-hmm. course, following Evil's betrayal and turn to join a bullet club, uh, he was left much, to, not left to do, so, which Taichi began to pick on in an attempt to convert him to the group. But just how big is this? Because for me, like I said to you last time, I'm still getting used to the groups and the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, we've just seen four five or four guys as it was at the start of the year building tours. <laughs> we know about the Bullet Club, we know about United Empire, but I know mm-hmm. for you you have been a huge fan of L I J. So kinda of what what does this mean for the group as a whole?
1: And were you surprised by it? uh okay so i think i was not surprised or not a one but the him actually leaving lij definitely kind of took kind of took me uh took me by surprise but the way they did it and once i kind of saw tai chi was around it kind of the the long you know the light bulb kind of went off let's say it that way because again uh Sonata was definitely in the lowest of lows. Like you mentioned, a guy who's been in LIJ since 2016, since he made his debut, his debut, by the way, helping Naito beat Okada for the uh, IWGP World Championship at the time for the first time, uh, even though Naito would eventually cough it back up to Okada the next month. Uh, Again, this was, again, Sonata was one of those guys. Like, again, it's just, it's right up there with Evil. Like you said, they were a great tag team, him and Evil, For a while there, but it wasn't even just that. I've watched Sonata rise up and show just how good he can be in not only the new Japan Cup, but the G one and tournaments of the past. Just show again outside of how great evil and Sonata was as a team. I've seen Sonata be great by himself. And again, in 2019, he challenged O'Connor one-on-one play uh, in it had came just like fought thirty minutes really with O'Connor and came really close to beating him and was dubbed O'Connor's rival many years ago and it just it's been so many ebb and flows and ups and downs in his career ever since then like I said becoming a champion last year and then getting his orbital bone busted i really this one thing I will say that I lost with Osprey getting injured here was the fact that Sonata would have been fighting Osprey. Uh, after this, and that would have been so would have made this story even better if Sonata would have found a way to overcome Osprey, someone who kind of just destroyed him and just made him look like a joke last year. And so, but again, for him to leave Lij and the way he did it, you know, at first I thought it was like kind of you know it wasn't really a problem. He was like he was respectful, but then you you, you watch the interview and you see what he actually said. and kind of said. Uh, uh, I'm done with you guys. Leave, just you know, get out, you know, <laughs> leave my ring. And it's like, ah, okay, no, this is kind of spicy. He really, he really, you know, felt some type of way. I love Lij's reactions. You know, Bushi was, uh, was, uh, was like, uh, you know, kind of shocked. Shingo <laughs> is very angry because it's Thai cheese. Like, you'll leave us for Thai cheese, <laughs> you to leave us for those guys, talking, you know, those losers. That's Shingo's thought uh... process. And uh, Hiromu took it very, very personally as he took the same way he kind of took evil. He really t- didn't like that one either. So, again, and then when Naito finally got something to say about it, he threw his shots back at Sonata also. But, again, Sonata felt like this was the only way he was going to be able to grow and become the man he was meant to be, which is the guy who changes things in New Japan. He's always had that goal. He's a quiet guy, but the few things he's, he's all he's ever said were that he was going to change things around there in New Japan. And again, he felt like the only way he could do it was to get off him under Naito, get off him. He said, no matter what he did, even if he was to become champion under L.I.J.'s banner, he would still be compared to and still would be not as good as Naito. Uh, and Naito's argument is, well, Shingo became the world champion and blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, again, like I said, Sonata's argument is he, wouldn't, he's not, he didn't change anything around here, which like you just mentioned. you talked about Shingo's struggles pretty much since Mm. losing the championship, so maybe Sonata has a point, so again, it's just so layered and deep the issues here, but uh, because everyone has a lot of years together, but again the execution of this was really, really perfect
0: Yeah, I think this is a problem especially with Shingo as well, when it comes to LRJ, is the fact, no matter even if he was champion or whether it was No, he's the clear colour leader, you know, the the main guy. So, like I said, to get out of the shadow is completely understandable. Uh, March 18th quarterfinal, David Finley secured his semifinal spot by beating Mark Davis was good on commentary, but I was looking at this match and thinking, this is the future of New Japan. Like, these two, Finley and Shoot, will be fighting for titles and in tournaments for years and years to come. You know, it really, really is good stuff. And then we had, in the other quarterfinal, Tamatonga beating Hiroki Goto in a fine uh, quarterfinal matchup. Of course, getting the job done there. So, not really much surprise in those two matches. And then semi-finals March 19th, we had Tamatonga versus David Finlay. ELP on commentary, and Finn didn't too sweet him. And Kevin had to tell ELP <laughs> off for swearing as well. Uh, but this was a really good finish with Finley getting the job done. Uh, going <laughs> managing to hit, maybe he needs to change Trash Panda, he's finished his Finisher's name because yeah. I, still, I still think Finjuice with that, but exactly, you know, <laughs> I agree. But it's arguably Finley's biggest win. Uh, but as yeah, it's Tamatonga. he's just for me, he's found a position and he's just kind of staying there at this moment in time.
1: Yeah, I think again, he's a guy who for years, uh in a similar vein, uh, was a great guy in the tag division, kind of like similar into Sonata. He's very similar to Sonata in a way, because by the way, those people that Evil and Sonata were teaming against a lot of time was Tama and his brother in gorillas of Destiny. So uh, it's kind of funny when I think about that. But again, he's another guy who, this is really great for what Tama has been so far in his career, because this is his first single championship, his first run, but you're right. As of right now, He's kind of in this role. He won't won't necessarily be going up the card much, but he's going to be defending his championship. And I do think it's a good role for him for now. But eventually, yes, yeah, something is going. He's going to have to make something's going to have to happen either. And I, I think this is maybe it starts with this Finley feud. You know, I don't necessarily think he's going to. Uh, he may uh, lose it, but you know, after losing this match here in the cup, this sets up uh, Tom and David Finley going forward. So we just have to we have to see. Uh, where they decide to go creatively uh, for Tama going forward, but you're 100 percent right. He is seeming like he's still a, he's a champion. And again, in a place like New Japan, maybe it, that's the thing. Is so many championships It's like it's one of those things where it's like how much does that mean? But again, uh, I think uh, he needs a chance to try to give the open weight this open weight championship run for him and make it mean something. He, he wants a chance to make this run mean something, and I think that's just gonna have that's gonna take a little time.
0: And the champ lost again, but I didn't mention it. You see, didn't say anything like that. Right. Uh, we then have the second semi-final. Mark Davis, man, did this man step up? Talk about it earlier. This big man brought a bit of everything in this one. But Sonada had a new look, Uh <laughs> hair color, and a shave. And I tell you, something. he looked great, a I decade said, young. Oh my god! You know what I mean? He looked. Subtle. I was going, no, that's not him because Sonada definitely had a distinctive look. Uh, I would say in the past uh, this one is just I love it when they do it sometimes when they do it right not—not not, I'm not saying Dolph Ziggler kind of change uh, but uh, <laughs> this Sanada this, change getting the job done there's a couple of questions I have to ask because Mark had a great run in this uh, but mm-hmm. Sanada uh, how long had he had the previous look had he of a different look and also he's still getting cheered so my assumption is is that 'Cause with five guys as well, it's not kinda of like straight up hills. So I guess there's a lot yeah, of respect yeah, no, no, no. for him as well. So if you just explain that for, for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, is one of the most beloved people by the New Japan crowd right. that in like even in LIJ, he had this unspoken he does all he would have to do is just go go put his get put his finger up to his ear and everyone would scream. Like it's just or clap. So like they love Sonata. Like so the way he did it was very sonata. Let's say it that way. So he didn't he didn't betray Naito mm-hmm. in the way that Evil betrayed him. He beat him and just told Naito he didn't want anything to do with him. Which Naito said he doesn't force anyone to be a member that doesn't want to be there. A group of individuals, so do what you want to do. Basically, Evil on the other hand, as you saw, not only screwed Naito and screwed O'Connor and everyone else around him. Uh, he just ruined the whole dignity of the New Japan Cup. He he did a lot of things bad that made them immediately hate him for turning on Naito. But it didn't work that way for Sonata because I think everyone kind of understood that it was time for Sonata, Sonata to lead or be the face of, of a group himself. And I think that's what it is. I think a lot of these people were very, very proud that that of what this Sonata has become. And by the way, this Sonata is closer... To what he kind of looked like when he when he when he debuted or when he re, uh, when he debuted at Lij, he had black hair. Did wow. uh, he? Uh, uh, you know, but he kind of as the years went by, he added blonde, and then he went full blonde and got grew a beard, and he kind of came synonymous with being bleach blonde with his beard. You know, kind of looking like a pirate of some sort at times <laughs> uh, with a skull mask on. But uh, you know, but he's evolved over the years. But this is more of his natural look, more to how he looked. When he was uh, you know, first starting out. And this feels more like Seiya Sonata, like really who Sonata is, not the cold score, not whatever the great Sonata was that TNA had him doing back in the day <laughs> when he was young. But uh this is Seiya Sonata, like the a new era of Sonata, completely unrelated to uh, LIJ Sonata this is just five guys sonata so yeah it was clean shaven new look and I, I like you said I loved everything about it because again it just showed he felt like uh, a like a, a entire like he washed all of that 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 depression like the beard in the in the blood hair was him wallowing in depression. <laughs> He washed uh, it all away and shaved it all away. That's what yeah.
0: happened. <laughs> and we move on March 21st. We've got Hiramu, uh defending his IWGP junior heavyweight Title versus Leo Rush. The pace of this <laughs> was fantastic. It really, really was a great match. The champ retained just. And I'll tell you what, if Leo can sort out his attitude, he can do what he wants in this business. Yeah. You know, that, I think that is the problem there. Zack Sabre Jr. arrived after and told Hiramu his next challenge is no of TMDK, Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles. Yeah. Uh, but the match Australia. itself, the match itself, though, was, like you said, I can see why you made me watch this.
1: Right. I, I said, it was no way you was going to, like, I know it wasn't a part of the cup. but There was no way I was going to let you watch the, the final and not watch this match. <laughs> it was that good. They had warm-up tag matches throughout the tournament and they were doing, a, you know, they did a good job of, You know, again, Hiromu claiming that he had Leo Rush all figured out just to get to the title match and absolutely have no clue what to do with Leo. (laughs) That's one thing I love about Hiromu and his lies. He's just like, he's insane. He's a time bomb for a reason. But yeah, one of the best junior title matches in a while, probably one of the best I've seen. And I think everyone won. If you sat down and watched Leo Rush and do their thing, man, like that, like honestly, that made me write out right in my notes: New Japan should sign Leo because he's been run wonderful. Like not just one of these come for a tour here and tour here there type of thing. Like sign him. He should be on at all the tours because of how great he has been since uh, coming to New Japan in the in the tag division and uh, in this situation. This is great.
0: Yeah, without a shell of that. And then we move on to the New Japan Cup final. It is Sanada versus David Finlay. Uh, and who would have guessed this at the start of the tournament? <laughs> Sanada was on the defence at the beginning with his new finisher, managed to pin Finn and win the New Japan Cup. Uh, first off with Finn, it's going to take time, but all the tools are there, you know? Yes, um, I all- agree. All I would say, just stop with the Zoolander face. He comes out and just goes, <laughs> ooh. Like, look at the camera. It's like, come on, Finn, mate. Come on, mate. Come on, look. I know you're a See, that's what man.
1: I'm saying. And that's the thing about Finn. It's part, like, I still see it, too. I think most of the people watching, it's like, see, now, See, that's still our Dave feeling. He's still a little corny. Like, that's still the Dave, Dave we know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, again, it's like, it's you're still trying to get it in your mind, wrapped around in your mind. What they're trying, what David Finley is trying to do here, because again, it's such a contrast to what we've come to know. (laughs) But yeah, I agree, he's working on it, he's gonna get there, he's gonna get get
0: there. And hometown hero Sonata, I can't work out if Tai Chi is Ripley or Dominic yet. Uh, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) he oh, oh, he loves Sonata. I don't know, like they they say it's a sibling thing, but man. No. He's the biggest, like, he's <laughs> such a mark for Sonata. There's
0: a Tony D stack situation going on there. Yes, uh, yes. We, we see Sonata cut a promo after he was awarded a trophy, saying he's happy to win the tournament in his hometown. He eventually called out Kazuchika Okada, who obliged. <laughs> Okada is such a dick sometimes. Do you his know. Energy but is
1: so great here. He
0: said he'd been waiting for Sonata and asked <laughs> why it took him so long to what reach took his point. so
1: long, man?
0: Why it take that so long? He said, "Just because he changed his hair color and allegiance doesn't mean Sonata can beat him." Um, right. Sonada finished the show by saying, "Just five guys will become the top group in New Japan, and he will become the next heavyweight champion." And again, I've realised it's not really kind of—I mean, you have got hills and faces in New Japan, mm-hmm. like how yeah. to really, torture. It definitely, it's not really about <laughs> that. It's about how much respect the fans have for you. That a car could run over kittens. And the fans would still kind of forgive him. Uh, And again, it's just working up to that level. And it's about
1: fighting spirit and how you fight, because that's why Aussie Open and United Empire are so open. Uh, Over, they're not. If you go off what they say, they're not necessarily good guys, but they fight clean and they fight hard, and that's why people love them. uh,
0: And I was, I mean, what were your thoughts on the New Japan Cup this year? I know, I know, we have just spoken about. I mean, compared to previous years,
1: you know. So it, it wasn't really, like, I don't think it was the the best cup by comparison to, like, other years when it comes to match quality. All of these matches may have not been some of the greatest matches or some of those those classics that that that, I'm, that you're kind of used to when it comes to a, a tournament in New Japan. But I think when it comes to storytelling and, like you said, building up the next crop of stars or people that they're going to be leaning on post-Jay White and, you know, and going forward in this era, like, I think that this was... That's where new this new Japan Cup shine the most. You know, like I said, it's not it's no surprise that the two guys who changed the most, evolved the most over that tournament is the two guys that were in the finals. You know what I'm saying? It's not a surprise that uh we have so many new interesting things going on, new factions to talk about. Like like I said, New Japan is trying to establish, you know, yes, they're trying to continue what we what we know and love or what we've come to expect when it comes to New Japan fans, but at the same time, they they were building towards a, a a bigger narrative, new stars, new people at the top of the card, new people and and new and different roles too. You know, uh, they're they were they were they're, they're doing things this year that they've never done with open weights uh, being allowed in the in New Japan in the New Japan Cup, and maybe in the future you you get to the point where they have the light the lightweights in there too. Like they they seem to be evolving every year, and I think this was another one of those years where the story that they told with the entire tournament. Made
0: it worthwhile. Mm, nothing about that. As I said very enjoy. I always love the tournament, so I really, really got into this as well. Uh, before we get to Sakura Genesis, we had the Road Two, April second, Shingo versus Hanare, the KOPW Championship, <laughs> a match where you have to win three times: once by submission, once by knockout, once by pinfall. First two or three wins the match. You
1: can thank Hanari for it, by the way. Fuck <laughs> me. Stipulation.
0: Did, did, well, I, I thank you for me watching this. This was long, man. Was like 45 Jeez. minutes. Aaron got the first win with submission. Shingo responded with submission win of his own. I did like the trading of the headbutts. Don't get me wrong. Shingo got Ooh. the pin with a backslide. Aaron returned fire, but getting the pin right after. Both men were knocked down, but Shingo got up at the count of nine to win. So, again, yeah, I mean... Don't get me wrong. Like, I like Shingo. <laughs> it's just this match at some points. So I'm thinking it's a good concept, but I didn't like how, like, the fools went so quickly after each other, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, from that point, from that standpoint, I can understand it. Honestly, just from the sheer uniqueness of it all, the thing is, see, this is another thing, by the way. And you say you you come up with an overall point about Shingo, but you're also getting him while he's carrying a belt that that makes you <laughs> have to do some of the most insane stuff possible. Like think about what you just watched. You just watched a match that was like literally it wasn't it wasn't three two out of three falls or anything like that you used to. It was literally. Three, like basically six matches in one almost. <laughs> <laughs> <Not many ones. laughs> so like it's like it's just insane what they what they asked Shingo to do, and that's because they they pretty much trust the fact that if you let Shingo get in there and do his style with almost anyone, it can it's gonna do great. And again, I, I understand. Like I said, the length of the match that's probably the only thing I hated. Of. I just it was it, it was really 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 lengthy. But they beat the hell out of yeah. each other the entire 35 minutes. And it's just like when you watch people do that, it's hard for me not to have a newfound respect for, uh, for Hanare, someone, again, like I said, not, not usually in this spot, finally getting a chance to be in that spot. And, like, again, this is – uh, if you go on Meltzer, Meltzer loved it. They, he, gave, he gave this a really high rating. And now Hanare's name – is uh actually getting? I've never seen that many people talk about Nars <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> honestly. God. So again, is I had to get I had to at least say we mentioned it because oh, was not was on no, the yeah. road to Genesis, but I also wanted to tip my cap to him because again, he worked hard to get there, and I, I know I'm a I'm a sucker for Shingo style. So I, if, again, if you didn't like it as much as I did, I understand it. But again, credit to those guys for beating the hell out of each other for forty minutes, <laughs>
0: April third. We had Sonata and Taichi versus the Dream Team Okada and Tanahashi. Sonada beat up Okada while Tanahashi just rolled up Taichi in the middle of the ring uh, to get the pin. It sets the stage for Saturday. And then we had Strong Style versus House of Torture. Never Open a six-man tag team rematch. Evil in the crowd, which is something from delirious. <laughs> if you go back in the day, Ren show more aggression. It was like... <laughs> As soon as Despy got the win for his team, it was like a battleground afterwards, with all just six <laughs> laying around. Um But the question is, did Wren really call out Akada? I mean, are you kidding me <laughs> with that? Yes,
1: <laughs> he is. He is. He never will forget what those two old heads did <laughs> to him and Shota Umano in that, in that match when, when it was the Legends versus the Future. He took it personal. Yes, he is hundred percent serious. And just to make it even more serious, after Soccer and Jensen, he found he found O'Connor backstage and he told him again, right after oh. the right after O'Connor's match. he walked up to his face and said again, uh, we're gonna have our date. <laughs> so it O'Connor, you should have seen O'Connor just O'Connor <laughs> tired as I don't know what imagine. just yeah. like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, sure, yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> um...
0: We'll say as well. Well the done. But Ring at
1: is home. very serious. Very yeah, not no. Well done at home
0: <laughs> if you're playing the House of Torture drinking game. Uh I tried it <laughs> once and blacked out within five minutes, woke up the next day. Uh so we'll move on then, April eighth, and this is why we're here, Sakura Genesis. And we start with uh the Sinichi Champion Grand Prix celebration, six man tag <laughs> match. I don't have a fucking clue what's going on, but I didn't care. Me we neither. Had, we had three down the hill. Greater Khan and Minoru Suzuki defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi, Yo, and El Desperado. And for someone who was trying to get used to groups and kind of partnerships in New <laughs> oh, Japan, Oh, yeah, I know this, this
1: confused the hell out of you. <laughs> this confused
0: his shit. The oddball lineup was part of the stipulation. Faction mates stood apart from one another, while part Suzuki and Desperado started the match and had a sportsman night back and forth. That was the end of the normalcy, however, uh, as the struggles of the tag were out. Neither team wanted to engage in tags. Akan and Yo were left to fight each other for some time. Tanahashi eventually forced himself in the fray take of momentum. Akarn grew desperate for a tag, but his partners refused to engage. Yanu tagged into the match after much debate. Uh and Suki were left to fight each other. Poor Yanu was left in a three and one situation, but he took advantage of the dysfunction. Yo slapped his partner desperada, and that followed, Yanu hit Tanahashi with a low blow and rolled him up to win the match. That's right, Yanu pinning Tanahashi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Come on! we I will say first before I get your thoughts on this: the crowd singing and looking packed out. It was great with the entrances. I thought this was a great way to start. Oh yeah! Even Kevin flirting with a TVSI woman. I thought it was fine. Um, Yanu did make me laugh, <laughs> but pinning Tanahashi really.
1: <laughs> like... Well, see again. At first, I would see. I would have took it that way, but like I, I understood that. After they explained that this is the ring announcers doing, they blamed it all on that poor woman that she selected these teams this way. So that Yano is on his knees crying when he finds out Suzuki is one of his partners because Suzuki torments Yano every time they fight. Okan hates Yano. So again, you get that, you get that, that team. Yo and Despie could not work together for nothing because Despi just don't like anybody that's not Suzuki or Moro. <laughs> so, or I don't even know if he likes his brother Donkey that, but honestly. Despy is just that type of guy. But uh, this is just so super just dis- just so dysfunctional, is what this was. Uh, you know, I Des tried desperately to have his team work together, <laughs> and to Yo just decided. <laughs> <laughs> everything was slow. They was ass. They was guessing everything Toddahashi was asking him to do. Uh, uh, he Yo slapped the taste out of Disney's mouth. <laughs> by the way unprovoked and thought and i just don't know what he how he thought that was gonna go <laughs> because that was the, the uh. beginning of the year for them so again it, the fact that this match was so funny and it just wasn't meant to be taken seriously at all is the reason why it makes sense that y'all know because that because that is nonsense from the beginning and y'all know is the king of nonsense so that's exactly what this is uh Again, it's nothing to take seriously. I thought it was a fun way to kick stuff off just yeah. because of the mind fuck, I guess it was. It, <laughs> but it was great. It was it great.
0: Was, <laughs> it was very, very entertaining. We then had United Empire, Aaron Hanare, Francisco Kira, and Jeff Cobb defeating House of Torture, <laughs> Evil Show, and Takahashi showed his wrench, giving Dick the opportunity to hit the ring <laughs> with his cord While being choked by Togo, Cobb st- stood up. Grab show and drops <laughs> into the Tory Islands with Togo <laughs> on his back. Cobb pin short. I mean, what a fucking finish that uh, looked no, like. So great. After the match, Akira accepted Sheed and Kevin Knight's challenge for the junior mm-hmm. tag titles. I don't understand. Kashida's challenging for the Impact World title over in America. But in <laughs> Japan, it's like he can't catch a break. And I got it. Aaron Hanara looks like a jacked primo. I saw it in this match. Ah! That's what I thought. I thought, <laughs> do you know what?
1: He really does. <laughs> That's fair. Fair play. Fair play. Uh, By the way, that match, I think, uh for Kevin Knight and the DKC, I think that will be on April 27th. So, yeah, it's all it's set up now. It has a date. It didn't have a date when this was done. So, so. Like I
0: said, you, yeah, you're, you're going to have to send me – no, we're going to do a show in two months' time. You'll have to do the same in two months. Uh, We're going have – just five guys. Duki, Taichi, uh, and Kanemura defeating uh, Bushi, Shingo, and Naito, of course, L.I.J. And Naito started the match quickly by rushing Duki. Uh, L.I.J. fought what felt like a personal animosity, leading to extended sequence of control. After double tag, Taichi, and Shingo traded heavy blows. Bushi continued to keep up the fight as Tagadin threw uh, handled. But Calamore was able to turn things around, securing a figure four leg lock in the centre of the ring as the rest of RJ tried to make the save. Uh, just five guys caught them in other holds, protecting Bushi long enough for him to secure the win or hitting the finisher of him. After the bell, Dookie held Naito in uh, the Dookie Chokey. I call him Dookie. It's Dookie. It's a Dookie Chokey. How can you forget Dookie that? Chokey? Dookie Chokey and for an extended period, forcing him to crowd uh, crew to break the whole. Toki <laughs> later would challenge Aito to singles matches. Are they trying to create, like, the weirdest-looking card ever? They have, like, Narita and Akada. <laughs> they're changing things. Aito, like, this was all the about changing 5 things, man. This was all about five guys, man. <laughs> the, f- the three went over so strong oh, yeah. here, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. That's exactly what this is all about, man. They've been adamant. Their thing is they're going to change things in New Japan. Like I said, a group of, uh, like I said, seemingly... If you go off what they've done in their career so far, a group of losers. Honestly, Nobu is probably – the Nobu and Sonata by themselves are the most successful guy. And I know Tachi just came off a tag team run with ZSJ, but that was pretty much the most success he had had in New Japan before, up to that point. And Nobu has been a junior tag champion with Despie in the past. So he's probably the most successful. But, again, they're, they're a team of pretty much losers at this point in their career. Like Wataka. Wataka at this point is a loser in New Japan at this point in his career. So, again, to show everyone that they mean business like this with, like you said, Doki, you know, getting a shot at Naito's a uh, match that he was never close enough to get. But they have a history all the way – uh, dating all the way back into Mexico because Naito definitely – Dino spent, as, as you can tell by his factory name, spent uh, a big chunk of his of time in Mexico just like Doki did. So, they have history. So, uh, again – a unique matchup, but it does have a story that they can latch on to. And then with Tai Chi heading towards Shingo for the KOPW crown, you know, again, everything just kind of you know falls into place by the you know, and it makes sense. I'm, I'm assuming Naito and uh, I'm assuming Naito and Doki will end up on wrestling Dantaku, but I'm not sure. But anyway, I know Shingo and uh, Tai Chi is already set up also. So again, they're they're definitely heading towards that. But, yeah, this was just another way for uh, five guys to continue to make their statement. And then on a night like this, on Sonata's biggest night, five guys, you know, you know, holding down their part of the bargain like that, it really had me ready for what was coming on later in the show.
0: Yeah, they really put them over strong. And it kind of made you stand up and take notes to think shit that they're actually going to go with them. And it's weird because well, I think we were joking when Taka announced the group. So now you think about how actually serious <laughs> they should be taken – uh, we get Bullet Club, David Finley, Al Fantasma, and Kenta defeating Hikile, Tamatonga and Master Watto. Uh, Bullet Club drama will never end, you know. Uh, <laughs> ten years after the Factory's creation, still dealing with the kind of splinter groups and betrayals. Before the match could begin, ELP and Finley had a bit of a squabble uh, and Finley being the ultimate hill, taking the hat off the kid. But I tell you what I love about wrestling, Monty more than anything, is the moment ELP turns to that kid gave him the shirt, and then said, don't say anything. Because that kid now has had his... We'll never forget that moment, you know? It really, really right. won't. Yeah. Uh, once the bout started, the Bayface squad was quick to take control, but the Bullet Club trio eventually took the lead. Uh, as ELP and Finney continued to argue, they traded, like you said, tags that were closest to chops, leading to a rally from the faces. Even though the dysfunction ELP was able to drop Watto with a sudden death and the CR2... But once the match concluded, Finley dropped Tamar with the NEVER Championship. As Finley beat down Tamar, ELP tried to pull him off. And Finley dropped ELP with a forearm leading to a strike. It changed. Let um, me see Ke- Kento at this point. I will say Kento deserves an Oscar. He's a peacemaker. <laughs> and trying to stop everything right. from happening. And all of a sudden, picking up ELP and dropping him with a GTS. Uh, Kento and Ghetto presented ELP to Finlay was re-wielding a shillelagh. Uh, we see Ishimori hit the ring to look maybe an apparent save for his best mate, but instead dropped ELP <laughs> with a low blow, and then Finley did the a shillelagh dissolving the Welsh cutest tag team and ELP's involvement <laughs> in Bullet Club proper. This was great around. I even like the comment of Kevin Kelly getting upset and saying, ELP, he was the arsehole that we liked.
1: Right, right. He's our asshole. Exactly. That's exactly what he's become. Like, again, he hasn't really changed his antics. He still can be uh, a douche when he wants to be, but the people have definitely have just, again, you can tell, you heard that crowd. Again, Sakura Genesis, again, I'm going to talk about it. I, sh- I haven't really mentioned it yet so far, but this is just one of the best crowds, uh, th- uh just a great way to reintroduce crowds for New Japan fans. Because, again, we I, I think a lot of us have missed that energy, and you can feel it here, especially in this segment, once ELP finally kind of rose up. And even when Taiji made the save, it seemed like the crowd was really looking for Taiji to actually save him. But, again... The uh, you know, we saw it. The writing was on the wall. I know Tajiri more too well. He enjoys being evil too much. And so when he ran out there, I wasn't really <laughs> surprised that he was going to join it in on it because yeah. I just know Tiger so well at this point. But yeah, man, Kenta kind of shocked me because he's been kind of goofy for a while. Like, so it's kind of crazy that he that he was uh very supportive of, of where Finley wants to go. But at the end, of, at the end, it makes sense. The club usually, uh, you know. They always, you know, they're, they're gonna they're gonna find a leader and someone to latch on to. And uh honestly ELP wasn't made the leader once Jay was uh, not announced. So it kinda showed you that he wasn't the guy that they wanted to put in that spot. And, and and we go with Finley here. So again, with all the problems that they had all tour, it culminated here in this moment. And honestly, with 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 the stuff, I know I'm kinda merging uh wrestling lines here, but with Jay and Juice Robinson's Bullet Club Gold announcement, it really made me start thinking about uh Forbidden Door with kind of like a Bullet Club Civil War possibly. I don't know if they're able to book that, but it's definitely something that seems to be going on because Finley has already said that he's tired of people using his club's logo and, you know, still walking he, said he couldn't believe that Jay White will showed up still wearing Bullet Club stuff like he's part of it or something. So again <laughs> Uh, this is a very, very deep thing, but I think this is time. It's time for ELP. You know, I don't know if it's either still going to be in Japan. If it's in Japan, his future is going to be bright in Japan no matter what he does next because I said they love him. If ELP goes to AEW now to join Bullet Club Gold or whatever, I don't know. It it really makes me wonder what's next for ELP, what's next for uh, uh, for him because, again, I think he's gained so much. In this entire feud, oh uh, in Bullet Club, like Finley has gained a new character and the Bullet Club spot, while ELP has gained like uh, an appreciation and a love from a lot of people in Japan. And I just think, uh, like again, they they can go whichever way they want to, honestly, when it comes to with when it comes to ELP now. But it's very interesting times, man. Bullet Club is a miss, but an interesting miss, you know. It's a yeah. very interesting <laughs> miss. I would say it's
0: <laughs> interesting to see. What happens to it up next? The IWGP Women's Championship, Mercedes Monet defeating Hazuki and Azumi. The match opened with a fantastic triangle sequence, leaving all women on equal footing. Azumi and Monet made an on-the-fly agreement to write off Hazuki, but it said Azuki could control both her opponents. We see a brief secret. The match sent to a series of dives. From here, the trio tandem. Uh, traded tandem submissions a quick pin attempts, never leaving out a competitor for long. Monet eventually landed a pair of code breakers and a meteora for a near fall over Azumi, but she scored a near fall of her own with a quick trapping pin for Azuki fought back into the match with an explosive set of strikes. Izuki tried to close with a brain buster, but Azumi hit the ring to interrupt instead of skewing a pin as she had hoped. Azumi was caught by Monet. Monet dropped Azumi onto Azuki with a money winning the match and retaining her belt. After the match, Mayu Ritani walked to the ring to challenge Monet for the women's title. Monet answered with a slap to her face. Uh, so, yeah, Monet's first match in Japan. Monty, what do you think? I thought all three one point there.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%, man. They they killed it, man. Zumi, uh, I was familiar with her speed and her talent. You know, Being just 20 years old, her young age, she's been raised. About by meeting Stardom fans all over the web and all of that for a while now, so uh, you know I was kind of familiar with her, her high speed championship reign, and she's just all about speed. She, you know, she's a flash pin, pin master. And then Hazuki, this is my first time kind of watching her, so again I was kind of learning more about her, but she kind of snuck her way into this match of her performance uh, in a recent match that she had with Azumi, and also. In this match, I thought she just fit in really, really well. You know, the format and the pace that they worked at were really, really good. We were in for a treat. I think Chris and Kevin did a really good job giving us background information about Azumi and Mizuki, helping you understand their style if you were unfamiliar with them. And, again, uh, like you said, it was just all, it was unbelievable stuff from all three at, in this match. Uh, you know, the timing was on point for the most part. Uh, the selling was great to me. It just, it had everything. And uh, honestly, uh, it, uh, with Mercedes winning and the way she won was also, uh, done, uh, you know, was perfectly done. But honestly, again, I've seen this for all the stardom matches that's been on New Japan card, but they've done a really good job of showcasing what stardom or what Joshi wrestling is all about. So we all were winners when you think about the result, and then after the match, having the having the icon of Stardom, Mayu Iwatani, you know, challenging, uh, you know, Mercedes, you know, again, you know, setting up uh, Yokohama for our uh, Stardom event. That by the way is happening. Uh, I guess it will be tonight. So it's April twenty third. So again, it's setting up in Japan. It's gonna be probably in the wee hours of my morning. I don't know with the time for you guys. But <laughs> either way it goes, Stardom having a big event. We got Icon versus Living Legend. So it's just a match that, honestly, I, I don't know if I ever thought I would see that. someone who's always kind of been a, a fan of Mayu Iwatani from a distance. To see her in the ring with someone like Mercedes or Sasha or however you want to say it, and to watch them in, in a Stardom ring for that title, it's going to be a great time. So this was just perfect. It, again, she's Mercedes just... Keeps knocking it out of the park. She's a great ambassador for what, she, uh, for what she's trying to do for women's wrestling in new Japan. Because again, this was, this was not a thing, not even a match. So again, to for her to have this type of quality already in this in IWGP Women's reign, this type of quality when it comes to the matches and just what she's done so far already, uh, it, it's just amazing. And she's only getting started. So she says, so I cannot wait to see what else she does, but this was another exciting chapter, uh, in the career of Mercedes Monet. Yeah,
0: I think the only thing that called Monet any trouble was her train in the entrance. You know, I think apart from that, she <laughs> like took a duck to water, like I said, all yeah. three on point. Izume with a fly and the elbows by Azuki. Like I said, Azumi as well, like 10 year veteran, being 20 years old. Like starting right. to 10. 20 years old. <laughs> <Like, it's like, laughs> we're too insanely old. Insanely good already. <laughs> exactly. Too, so. uh, yeah. Great match. Yeah. Really opened my eyes to kind of women's wrestling in japan you know it's, like i said but we'll talk more about right. bernardum uh, after genesis as well uh, but we're going to get a new talent coming to new japan pro wrestling the vignette featured a flying object headed for japan for crashing down boots the scene walking in front of a fire before a wolf opened his eyes the vignette ends with a message coming soon monty any any clues at all yeah,
1: I have honestly, I'm out of it. I'm like either like maybe I was thinking of Clark Connors or someone. I don't know. Like uh I'm trying. I was trying to think of like foreign people who could be coming to <laughs> yeah, Japan, yeah. but yeah, I I, re- I really don't know. Uh, we're, we're, I'm just like you guys. We'll see. We'll find out together. <laughs> That's a shame. I thought you had more. <laughs> no, no, no I have no extra <laughs> content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. That'd, be fine. That'd be fine. They did
1: a really good tease. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we move on. New Japan Pro Wrestling, obviously. The World Television Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Shooter Umino. The match opened with a series of quick pin attempts. After the opening pin exchange, things calmed down a little bit with both men trading uppercuts. Some intensity for Umino. Had him to gain a lead, which he used to work the leg. Uh, Zach Sabre caught Shooter with an armbar. That forced him to the ropes. And he continued to work on the arm, allowing Zach to retake the lead after Shooter began to rally. After escaping a brutal arm bar, Shooter attempted another rally with various quick pings, a swing in DDT and a death rider. called Shooter convincing near full late in the match. As he tried for another death rider, Zach reversed into a pin, winning the match. i tell you saying, Zach is not only hilarious could he had at the start a shiny jacket for Shooter, he so said he's not going to take the piss, but here's a shiny jacket. Oh, look at the shine. Um, <laughs> oh, shiny. Who's shiny? But for a girl like that, like, he even said to Kevin Kelly afterwards, like, that's what it's like being one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. Uh, seeing these two clash, um, I mean, Shoot is going to be the guy in a few years. We said that. And I loved them running each other when the bell rang. Everything about this match I really enjoyed, even the 50-minute uh, time limit, you
1: know? Right. And, and again, and that's the element. Like I said, that was the important element, you know, to beat him. And like I mentioned in like 30 minutes pretty much. But the, in this situation, it was all about could Shoulder do it again, but this time in 15 minutes, you know, and that's going to be the, that's the challenge when you're dealing with Zach Saber Jr. You know, you can beat him maybe if you, you know, you get time. But in that time frame, can you beat him? Because it's not even about, whether or not can he beat you a lot of the times it's just like can you defeat him in 15 minutes and like you said his style just fits it very very perfect when time started running short you know it had all of us on edge I, you know and like again like you said to me honestly and, I, and like i said i'm probably gonna get pushed back, and I, I really don't care because i feel like i got enough of a track i got enough of Footage and a track record to me. I don't. I don't think there's anyone better. Like I know I love Brian Derrick. He's probably the only other person I could even think of in this same light. But Zach to me is the best wrestler in the world. And it's just, and, it, and it's because of like, especially in this format, it sh- he shines so brightly in this for uh, in this format because anyone could do a 15 minute time limit, and uh, you know, I think I. But like, can he? Can anyone do it like this and make it one of the most compelling matches? On the card almost every time, just insert the opponent almost, and Zach can find a way to make it one of the most compelling 15 minute matches you've ever seen. And, and like, it's a reason why these matches are free, it's a reason why you don't have to go to the website, you can just go to YouTube and watch Zach Saber Jr.'s uh TV championship matches. Because this is a great way to sell anyone on New Japan's brand of wrestling. Like, just watching Zack Sabre Jr., you can easily make you fall in love with New Japan. And that's exactly what he does here. And like you said, he won this match. Like you said, best technical wrestler in the world, like you said. And he still put shoulder over somehow. Like he Mm -hmm. won it decisively, but shoulder won also. (laughs) It's just in 15 minutes. It was great. I loved it.
0: It really is. And like I said, it's so exciting with the time running out. And it shows how important these two are being on the card instead of like Tamar defending or something like this. You know, like I said, the biggest event they've got, they put these two guys on show. The closest I can think coming to it, and again, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. But now I'm Dar as the Heritage Cup champion when the, the time is elapsing mm-hmm. to have that match. And I tell you, a saying a dream match for me would be Dar <laughs> versus Saxena <laughs> Junior. Dang, Oh my right? goodness. I mean, Heritage yes. Cup and TV catch. In that one. But Ooh. do you know what's crazy? This is how old and how long I've been doing this pod. Is that I actually we have reviewed that match on this podcast because September seventh, twenty sixteen. The Cruiserweight Classic quarterfinal. You
1: see, you it was see. my yeah.
0: pack. <laughs> my pick, Zach Saber Jr. taking on my pick, Noam Dar. So if anybody wants to see that, go on the <laughs> WWE Network. Because it actually has happened. But nowadays, it would be a different
1: level. Cool. You know? Oh, yeah, man. They would. Man, just give. Exactly. 15 minutes. Noam Dar and Zach. Like, I'm fantasy booking it now. But that's my point. You can insert any of the best yeah. wrestlers that you think of around the world. And put them in that format with Zach and just like imagine him in Seth Rollins. Imagine him and yeah. some of these other, some of the other great workers that we throw, Gargano or something like that. Like he could just it would be special. Just insert name next to Zach. That's how good Zach is.
0: In the respect, after I, like I said really, really good stuff. And then the GP tag team championship. Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher, and Mark Davis defeated who got to and Yoshihashi. Aussie Open started the match by Isolate and Yoshihashi. Go to Tag in as he opened up the states to maintain the control, uh, landing huge dives to the outside. Whereas Mark Davis's dive was all right, Cole Fletcher, in one of probably one of the sickest bumps that I have seen, bounced off the kind of blue <laughs> barricade as it was and immediately bleeding, having to uh, have a head wrap as well to continue on. Uh, Fletcher and Davis kept on the same page. Uh, and luckily managed to have not that much of an effect on the match-up. Uh, got it tagged in. He began to nah. turn things around, sending Davis to the floor. He dropped Fletcher with lariat a lariat and a backdrop. It seemed every time Fletcher would take a move, I was wincing at this point. <laughs> uh, Fletcher escaped, but got persisted, persisted dropping Fletcher with G-Y-W. do make the save. Another save from Davis allowed Fletcher's score near full. The clear living of Yoshihashi. Aussie Open hit a double lariat. And at this point as well, and again, the crowd, the crowd here were on their feet, shining yeah. for Aussie Open. They <laughs> were Aussie ready Open. for this. You know, I'm thinking, Bishamon were quite popular. <laughs> They're not right here. Like I said, whether it will be <laughs> due to what happened to Fletcher showing that fighting spirit or just Mark Davis with his run. They see a follow-up sandwich and Lariat to Gotu and the Correris was able to close out the match for the Open and your new IWG Tag Team Champions, uh, Aussie Open. And I'll tell you what, this time last year, I didn't know this team properly. What a privilege it is to see their journey, whether it be <laughs> FTR, whether it was. Credit Bisherman. Right. This was fantastic, wasn't it? You know, Come on. I know I love my tag team. I know I love Pretty Deadly. I know I love Usos and stuff like that. But this was, again, another different level.
1: Bro, man, this was insane. Like I said, after the New Japan Cup and leading into this, the Aussie Open was really like, honestly, I was like, give them the world. I don't care. Do whatever <laughs> you have to do. They are too damn good. Just just let them represent New Japan as the best, one of the best tag teams and yeah, this, like you said, just another showcase of just how special they are. And, you know, uh, like you said, they're just undeniable. I think Kevin Kelly said it a couple of times. They're, they are, and that's a great explanation for what Ozzy Open brings to the table. they just undeniably good. And uh, it was just a banger, man. This is like what, like, you know, Seamus' catchphrase, this is the definition of it. You know, Ozzy Open, uh, honestly, this is their greatest match to me, or at least right up there with FTR, honestly, because – like again, Ryu, they had Ryu Goku chanting Ozzy open, like yeah. you mentioned. And they were on fire. And deservingly so, man. It was so physical. Like you said, that's that bump. I want to get back to that. That's the thing about <laughs> New Japan. By the way, it's the same their tables and their barricades. Oh. it's not and the floor. There's no protection. This is not like <laughs> like even WWE, I am not even the padding that they put down on stuff like that doesn't really protect you as much as would lead you to believe, but there's way more padding on those floors and all that in WWE than it is what you see in Japan. Like that is legit hardwood floor, that is legit barricade. So yeah, man, I really was happy that he found a way to finish that match and be okay. And uh again, honestly, like you said, Bishamon was popular and they are it was also good here too. But it was just it didn't really matter. It, Aussie Open was just too much for the for the ch- former champs here, and to have that crowd, to have all of us like anyone like me watching, losing my bleeping mind, also watching it. And guess what? They 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 hammered it home even better because by the end of it, they said fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes. So that they had a crafted a special like instant classic level tag match to me. In all, in less than fifteen minutes, pretty much because it, it wrapped up in about fifteen minutes. So yeah, this was just really, really good. I, I like you said, I put instant classic down. I, I yeah, I can't say enough about it. Ozzy Open is great.
0: <laughs> There's an expression of wrestling. I'm gonna talk about it in a bit, but it's like it's blood, sweat, and tears. And this match had it all because we didn't even mention. I didn't even mention the kind of emotion from Kyle. You know, the embrace between yeah. Kyle and Mark, showing how much it means to get to the top. Of the mountain, irrespective of they lose the loser titles in a you know, month or so, whether it was, at this moment, the crowd wanted it, uh, you know the people at home wanted it, uh, and you could see what it meant and there was a lovely moment between Kevin Kelly and Carl Fletcher as well at the end because mm-hmm. you 've got to remember these guys are traveling you know like we talk about back in the day, you know tours of Japan. these guys are traveling to Japan and staying there for mm-hmm. you know, a couple of months doing a tour, and home. So especially when Carl Fletcher is, what, 23, 24, a young guy, Mm -hmm. Kevin Kelly, who's been doing this business a long time, you know, especially when he speaks the language, will be a support system. And I just love that doesn't get spoken enough, you know, when it comes to this kind of – because it is like this romance of Japanese wrestling, because when you're there, you're all in to it, aren't you, you know? And I think that's that's what we saw here – with the connection between Aussie Open, the crowd, the commentary and everything going on. It was if you if you haven't seen any of these matches, this is a match to go and watch. You know, because like Definitely. I said, the amount of good tag teams there are, Monty, as we've spoken about, where it would be NXT, WWE, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a wonderful time to be a fan of tag team wrestling. I don't think not since, you know, and I wasn't I'm not an old to remember, but you know, the mid eighties Do we have this kind of plethora of great teams that we have now, you know? Yeah, man. And
1: like you said, it's just uh, great teams. Uh, We have teams in like that, you know, who are in these spots too, like an Aussie Open, like you said, just on the cusp, building something. But I think that's the thing. I think it's the dedication to building the tag teams and making it feel important. And I think that's what we see a lot now, of, or we're starting to see more. Even with FTR, you know, um, now that they've finally got over the guns in, uh, in that situation, we possibly can get Ozzy Open, FTR, maybe here at um, Forbidden Door too. Yeah. I would be down with that, yeah. you know, for them to match up one more time, right? You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, of course, like we mentioned, the Usos and all the great stuff they do. We have Sammy and Kevin in the tag division now. You know, two great individuals, but they fit right in the, in the division. You know, of course, what the New Day has been able to do over the years. You know, we could just go down the list of just quality, mm. top-notch teams that you know that you can just put them in the ring. I mean, yeah, hell, even all the way down to, like, Imperium, who, who are managing for the most part now. <laughs> like, you know you can get a really good man. Yeah. Like, I I, I, I can put those yeah. two guys in, in the ring with, with yeah. some of these teams, too. Like, imagine Imperium versus Ozzie Open or – the Grizzly Young Vets. Well, like, you know young Betts, like Legado, you know. Like yeah, you said, Legado, these... exactly. Like, we are spoiled. Like, yeah. you make a really good point. <laughs> uh, we'll move
0: on, though, to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. The co-main. I was surprised this is the co-main. But then again, Monty, I'm still new to Japan. And with the amount mm-hmm. of titles, my assumption is the junior heavyweight is second to
1: just Caramba's the The Rumble is a big deal. Yeah, right. Let's just say it that way. Because I don't know if Romo, I don't know if he's not the champion. He's there. I don't know if that that match is there if he's not the champion. That's how big he is at this point.
0: Well, Huromori Takahashi did defeat Robbie Eagles. The opening sequence saw Huru bait Eagles to the floor. Uh, Huromori tried a sunset flip-bomb, but Bad Knee gave out. Opening to be target attack... i tell you how good Hiramu's selling was. He even sold later on in the night. <laughs> 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 That's how good it right. was. <laughs> Eagles attack on the leg was focused and relentless using strikes, holes in his environment to put Hiramu through the ringer. But uh, Hiramu eventually rallied, started with victory. Well after minutes of agony, uh, back and forth, suplexes there to a slam in the corner and a time bomb for a near fall. And the count that forced the pair into the corner ended with an incredible poison rana. And I tell you what, I'm not a fan of Robbie Eagles, <laughs> but when he hit that poison rana, it looked like it spiked Hiramu. It was unbelievable. Let um, we yeah. see a 450 to Hiramu's knee after land of splash, Eagles locked in the Rob Miller special. Hiramu barely escaped after a brief pause. He was able to land a dynamite plunger and a time bomb two to win the match. Uh, And again, not a huge fan of Robbie eagles. Hiramu, I love his ring jacket. This did feel a little long to me, and I'm not sure the crowd was as into it as the previous three matches. I might be wrong, though, because like I said, there was still a lot of wrestling going on. Uh, Zach was there helping his boy, which I liked. But, I mean, what were your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, you know, it was a war, you know, and, and uh, something that Hiromu bears about. Hiromu has a goal right now. He wants to get the 12. He wants to break the junior heavyweight title and get those 12 defenses. and This would make his third. And I just want to say, if every defense is going to be like that one, Uh, he might not make it (laughs) (laughs) like yeah he took the beating of a lifetime and I think that kind of I think the fact that he was getting beat for so long that kind of sucked that energy out of the crowd who was just over the moon with the result result right before this so yeah yeah, I do agree it was definitely one of those um, longer it it, it took a longer time to develop type of match but again I don't have a problem with Robbie Eagles like one thing I know about Robbie is that he's gonna go for the Ron Miller special. And I think that if you if you don't like just watching somebody spam, move towards the leg and try to like that's one thing I say. He tried to make sure he like I almost didn't want Haromu to walk again. That's pretty much where he was <laughs> what he was going for here. But uh Hiromu, Oak prevailing. I think that's another thing too. I think since everyone kind of is along the ride, a lot of people in Japan are alone for the ride when it comes to Haromu's reign at this point. They because again, all four prior reigns to this reign, Hiromu was robbed of being able to give it a, a, a long shot, whether it was because he lost to Robbie Eagles, whether it was injury, it was all, it was always something. So, I think a lot of us are in for for the long haul when it comes to Hiromu's run, and that may also take a little bit of a life out of it by comparison to having that result for uh, you know Ozzy Open or Mercedes's match also. So, again, it's, that was, that's just my take on it. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I enjoyed it because, like you said, Hiromu his selling, he, I, I'm not going to say he's dragging off level, but he's not too far, but <laughs> he, he's not too far from where Dragonoff off is when it comes to, Making you feel like he's dying or going to <laughs> die in the ring. So, you, yeah,
0: checking <laughs> <off>, Even mention him, <laughs> I just picture how red. Like, how can a
1: wrestler look like he's dying? And, <laughs> right, like, like, like everything. Like everything that happens to drag off, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Is this is he shooting with me? You got it, You it? always. <laughs> like, damn. Uh, that, was, that was a rough one, but this is really. This is still a strong match. Uh, but uh like you said, I think this is all about Haromu's star power and survivability, is the reason why I was placed here.
0: Well this is the thing, isn't it? Like even with the crowd seemed quite smart. So what surprised me right. was the you know, in the tag match they wanted Aussie open to win. Uh they wanted changes and they probably knew in this one it wasn't gonna happen, but yeah, you know, it's an the yeah. story. Because this is what surprised me in the main event, uh, where <laughs> I thought, Oh, a no, the crowd were all Sonada, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, so we did have in the main event Sonada versus Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Title. The match began quite normal with typical collar and elbow tie-up. As the match continued, though, it soon worked its way to the floor. Sonada dropped Okada on the concrete with a barricade-assisted DDT. Uh, but back outside. We see Akada uh, fighting back and leaving Sonada with a DDT. <laughs> so, I mean, you talked oh, about yeah. earlier the splat on the concrete floor <laughs> from the DDT kind of gives it away. <laughs> a little bit, that's not a lot of uh, padding there. We see Akada with a drop right. kick. uh The match wanted back outside, leading to Sonada's dive. Akada blocks Sonada's moonsault attempt, extending his knees. Uh, we see him need to repair lariat and a money clip, and this is again what commentary did really well of Kevin Kelly saying that the money clips there because a doesn't even treat Sonada on his level, so he's going right. to beat him with his B finisher. Which again, you you do see <laughs> you see that in wrestling, and you don't really think of it elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? Because like you said, other wrestlers, it's like Seth Rollins winning with a pedigree. You know, you go well, right. oh, yeah, no, I, under, exactly. I completely. I uh, understand that now. But we see Sonata Kata, to a strike, it changed. Uh, I should say early on in the match, what I really liked and set the sail uh, was Okada not giving uh, the break on the ropes and, and hitting him with the strike. <laughs> leaning into, you know, right. the dark hat, the black hat was there and he was leaning into it with Sonada, you know, breaks cleaning and everything like this. Sonada reversed mm-hmm. the rainmaker into a cutter. And a pair of moonsaults for a near fall. A color tried for a landslide, but Sonada turned to a choke. After dropping a Sonada landed a shining wizard, but failed to follow up again. Great hey. throwback to great moves. Even I got that one, Monty. You see, right? <laughs> Even <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. there
1: we
0: go. Uh, once he escaped another finish, a tried again for the rainmaker, this time low, and a great reversal. Sonada reversed the rainmaker into the deadfall, uh, landing his new Swinging DDT variation, which he won every match in the New Japan Japan Cup with. Will it keep Akala down? It was Sonada is your new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and it's a brand new landscape. Monty, what are your thoughts? Man, again,
1: coming into this match, like I told you, I told you guys how long uh, it's been a journey for Sonata. But I just thought at the end of the day, he had to win. You know, all those changes, leaving L.I.J., everything else he said about truly changing. For all that to come true, he had to pull it off. And, again, nothing – again, losing to a, his rival here would just make – again, would feel like nothing changed, nothing was enough. So, to for like from the interest, just from his new look, the new gear – Again, with you know going to short trunk for the first time in his career, like he's been a long, he's been a long pants guy for the most part. You, you just tell that tonight or that night, soccer genius was going to be different. And again, that crowd was like you said, 100% on Sonata's side. You could tell everyone wanted this to, to be the night that Sonata was crowned. Uh, you know, again, I've seen pretty much all the encounters he's had with Okada, and you, I could just it was, I was so proud watching his progression. And again, you know, Okada was the aggressor and not definitely, like you said, clearly not who the fans want. Like usually, no matter what type of uh, <laughs> challenger he faced, whether it's been Naito over the years, Abushi who they love, even Tanahashi is a section of the people who just love Okada no matter what. But you, like you said, you cannot tell <laughs> in this situation. Everyone wanted Sonata to have his moment. And, uh, you know, I was just glued to every move, you know. Uh, I thought Okada had it won because, again, I, again, Okada's one of those guys that until he loses, <laughs> you, 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 you truly don't believe he's going to lose. So it didn't, really didn't matter what Sonata uh, would do. I still thought Okada had a chance of getting out of it, but Sonata just would not be denied. That final sequence was perfect because when he finally landed the deadfall, it just confirmed that that was the move he made. To beat O'Connor. like yes, it helped him get through this tournament, and it was the thing that took him to the next level against Naito and finley But no, that move, that the way it was perfectly seemed right, just perfect, a perfect reversal for the Rainmaker. Just, just let you know that this was uh that deadfall is his, you know, the thing he made to get to this moment. And again, I was just so pleasantly surprised, like literally. I woke my my wife up at the time that morning <laughs> with my shots. <chocolate. laughs> he actually did it. Like, no, for real, I couldn't believe it. Just like, because, again, I still was like, you know what? Oh, He still might lose. It'll still be, you know, he got a new character. He still got a direction he can go going after this versus LIJ. He don't have to win the championship. I had convinced myself that O'Connor would retain during the match. But watching him do it, I was just so happy that, you know what? This is great. And he finally lived up to that potential that I saw many years ago, just in tag division. And again, a new star is born. You know, that's what I came away with. I just like, you know what? They've done it. They, they He looked marketable. He's <laughs> walking around in his suits. And, and, you know, again, looking so like, so cleaned up the opposite of the homeless sonata yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking, that he's come off as in the past. Like, again, <clears throat> he just looked like the guy and like, it, it was perfect. It just ended up being perfect. And I, I was so proud of Sonata to finally get that moment. And like you said, Tachi, like the like the fanboy that he is, was right there for, for every moment, this is the thing <laughs> ready for him to be crowned.
0: This is the thing about it, said, with Sonata. Like I can get into this now. Uh, Could you think, like, oh, he's not going to survive a rainmaker? And that's how they play into it with the fact that when he hits his finisher as well, you go, oh, shit, actually he gets the job done. Akana doesn't need the title. Like you said, he's such a big star. But he probably will be champ again and probably headline (laughs) Wrestle Kingdom next year. But it's not, you know, like you said, this is make or break for Sonata. Not since JBL, I don't think, has this happened to a wrestler in such a way, you know? Like you said, they've... What I will say, though, and again, this is not taking anything away from Sonada. This is not taking away. We've talked about the, you know, Jay White leaving, uh, and you know, kind of what impact that would have. I wonder mm-hmm. what would have happened if Jonah had signed with
1: New Japan. You know, like yeah, a, a great argument can be made that he that would have been him mm. in this spot. You can make the argument because I honestly, if he would have signed on. That's the move to make, honestly, because he's a big, evil, foreign, you know, big it's perfect threat to O'Connor and guys like Sonata alike. So, yeah, it really is true with Jay White not being there and Jonah, you know, mm. was like, did, was this something always in the cards? But that's the thing about Gatos or the way that they book in New Japan that I really always like. You always just one or two, you know, story shifts away or faction shifts away from the entire deck being shuffled. You know, similar to what happened when Naito joined the Lij, and took the world title. He was a guy in Hon Tai who was not a world champion, and he became what he is now because they shuff, shuffled the deck. Well, so it, it just it happens. I was about to
0: say, you think how much New Japan has changed, even in like since Wrestle Kingdom? You know, like mm-hmm. when you think about the groups and the kind of. Now, Sonada, people turn and go, What is this the guy with bleach blonde hair? Like, you know, it, this <laughs> is completely different. And uh, during Sonada's victory speech, Hiromu walked to the ring. He congratulates Sonada for his win for challenging for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. But Kanamoru asked Hiromu for a junior title shot before Hiromu got a chance to challenge for the Enron Sonada closed the show with a promo uh, after telling Hiromo to. Politely, you know, if you wouldn't mind. Please leave. Please leave, which again <laughs> uh, is always nice. Sonada close the show with a promo and a shower confetti. Just five guys have arrived. Uh, so look at overall quickly. Match of the night for me is tag titles all way long because blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, but again, there were so many just. It was all fun, I would say. I don't think mm-hmm. there was a matter. Apart from maybe the junior heavyweight where I felt it a little bit long. I enjoy, and again, it's even the breaks after the match straight into the next one. Because I have some, you know, right. even if it's a four and a half hour card, you think, oh, what are they are going to do? And if it's just really, really good into another uh, MVP of the night, for me, well, it's got to be Sonada, hasn't it? So who's your MVP? What's your match? And what's your rating for Genesis out of 10?
1: Yeah, uh, like you said, it's, it's really. It's really up there, you know. You know, just to be different from you, because honestly, from let me let me look from from basically from ELP being uh, turned on down, <laughs> I was I was just in heaven. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna give just to be different. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give my match to Mercedes. Yeah, and wow. the crew. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them the match, and then my MVP for the night. Of course, I agree. Sonata, the the like I said, to overcome what he's overcome to be who he is now and to look like the guy as much as he does now. Again, I just I really can't can't say enough with how great they did in this tournament of just building someone up. Because now, now that he beat now that he's beaten O'Connor, now that he's become champion, no matter what, from now on, like they 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 kept making this point. And this, as someone who loved Hiroki Goto, who by the way just celebrated his 20th anniversary as a wrestler, uh, this today, actually. So shout out to Haruki Goto, one of my favorites of all time. But they kept saying that if Sonata lost that match, he would be Haruki Goto, which is, like I said, <laughs> someone who was, net, was not to become the world champion. But I'm like, come on, man. He's like a Hall of Famer. He just, he's not done anything except that. That's the only thing he couldn't do <laughs> is win the world titles. Chill out on Goto. But, again, that's the point. That's how important this was for Sonata. So, again, he has to be my MVP. And uh, my overall rating for the show, you know, again, I, I don't want to overrate it because of how sentimental, how much this means to me from a sentimental mm. standpoint. But I'm going to give it around uh, a good nine. Like you said, really good time, really good time the entire time. I didn't have a problem with anything that happened on it because this was the closest that I've been to pre-pandemic New Japan 2019, 2018. Some of the best stuff that they was, they've been doing because people forget because of how. Much of an impact the pandemic had on New Japan, just how much of a meteoric rise New Japan was on, you know, pre 2019 and all that, all that stuff, and everything that that happened. So this really had a lot of New Japan fans saying collectively that New Japan is back. This is what New Japan is all about, and this is the reason why I wanted us to review it because even though we've been we've been covering New Japan and you guys have became fans. And you're still learning and picking up things. I really thought this show was a great example. You know, Wrestle Kingdom was awesome. It was a, it was a nice first step back out there post-pandemic for New Japan. But this show, Soccer Genesis, is the show that really felt like from beginning to, to end what a New Japan pay-per-view is all about. And I thought, uh, you know, with us crowning a new champion and entering a new era was also a very fitting way uh, for everything to end going into the rest of the year because, again, we got Best of the Super Juniors coming up, the G1 coming up. So we have a, a, a lot of big time wrestling still left to be done for Door 2. So there's a lot of stuff coming up for New Japan. But soccer Genesis is the first uh, big step in an awesome show that I would like anyone, I would recommend anyone to go check out. Yeah,
0: we're actually out of that. I'm going to give it nine a quarter. nine and a quarter for me because there's a bit of everything, you know. That's a really, really enjoyable right. stuff. Uh, and what's even crazier is when you think about the main event as well nearly 7 years to the day of making his new Japan debut history repeating itself as Sonada Kos Kazuchika Okada the IWGP heavyweight mm-hmm. title but what's even incredible about that is that he becomes the 7th IWGP World heavyweight <laughs> champion so 7 is definitely a lucky number when it comes to Sonata um, <laughs> just a couple of quick ones upcoming because of course we had to have a deadline at some point but like Monty mentioned earlier mercedes Monet will face Mowry Ritani with the title on the line at Stardom All-Star Grand Queendom on April twenty third, the champion and challenger of EC met a press conference in which Monet attacked Ratani and then Mercedes Monet made her first in-ring appearance for Sardin <laughs> attacking Mayu Ratami. It makes me worried about <laughs> it makes me worried about Mercedes Monet's total defence, but maybe I shouldn't be worried too much. Um, we saw, we said he? Same, well, we don't know. Mercedes Monet says everybody has the price to pay uh, and of course we, we didn't really know mercedes money is a hoodie and a wig to reveal the CEO was behind <laughs> the attack uh, we then also have Capital Collision April 15th mm-hmm. uh, which was passed cut off the main event of that will be the strong open weight tag team championships and motor City machine guns versus Aussie Open versus Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada Uh, We also will have Kenta versus Eddie Edwards uh, and Hirumu Takahashi and Naito versus Sanada and Yushinuma Kanamura. But we'll fill the results afterwards, Uh, of course, next time we do it. The Forbidden Door is open again. Impact and NJPW, the Multiverse United, only the strong survive, was on Thursday, March 30th. Injuries to Josh Alexander, Mickey James and Will Ospreay. Pretty fucked it. But uh, don't worry, Tanahashi versus Bailey was the main event. I will be covering it in my Impact review next week. I thought we had enough to catch up on today, Monty. So we will do that. Speaking of Forbidden Door Two, number two is happening June twenty fifth in Canada. I've only got two problems with New Japan: um, too many titles to begin with. I just, I just don't understand, uh, especially with like the strong ones now. You've got the strong tag titles, the strong open weight, never open weight. Mm-hmm. You've got fucking TV title, you've got US title. Um, mm-hmm. and I tell you what, that's another thing that's really pissing me off. Right? That's the second thing. It's Kenny Omega. All right. Because people have a go at part part timers in WWE come and win a title and walk away with it. Or some people, <laughs> I won't mention any names. Have said about Roman Reigns ruining the WWE Championship um, because you know holding the title, but Kenny came in in January and has done fuck all. He beat Cobb at Dynamite, and then he posted a video. Then he posted a video uh, saying. He chastised anybody, and he says you've done an interesting four-man tournament. Of course, he's talking about Hiroshi Tanahashi, Will Ospreay, Lance Archer, and Juice Robinson. All four men will face, uh, will go through. The winner of that will face Kenny Omega at the Forbidden Door. He said it doesn't matter. I will tame my belt and walk into the next Tokyo Dome just as I walked out with the championship. Kenny, just do fucking something. Uh, because this is what do you know what I mean it just takes it away but we've had all this great action
1: trust me if it's one great criticism of New Japan it has been what they've done with the US title every single time I think Gato really gets to the point Or whoever makes these decisions all the time when it comes to the championship I really think he gets to the point the way he looks, at the, he looks at his book and he see the board, he sees all of these championships, and he's like, you know what, how can I book the U.S. title away from Japan? How can I just get it away? <laughs> how can I just get it out of the way so I can book the rest of these? <laughs> because that's what it felt like. It really felt like they gave it to uh, Kenny just so he could do that. I was really hoping that we would have at least, definitely at least more. And I don't know, maybe this got something to do with the uh, the relationship with New Japan and AEW, too. Like if you're gonna let Kenny Omega have a belt like that, you know, and then you know, and still carry it around, taking it away from New Japan Television, you could at least have a match, more than just one match yeah. that Jeff Cobb had to do all the work himself. By the way, to build, especially in Japan, he was the only one even talking about it. Like Kenny, Kenny never even acknowledged it. It just popped up and announced that he would be fighting Jeff Cobb. So if it wasn't for me. Watching New Japan and hearing Jeff Cobb <laughs> promo, there, were, there was no deal to it. So no one would have cared, even in AEW. So it's like, what's the point, really? So, again, yeah, I agree 100%. The thing is about too many championships, I was 100%. New Japan started that. New Japan's been getting too many championships. Like, <laughs> back in 2013, people have been telling New Japan they have way too uh... many belts. So that's one thing. So, what the reason why I kind of backed off of it is because WWE and everyone else kind of just follow suit. So now <laughs> we just have 6,000 championships I, everywhere. But at
0: least, so, at least with WWE, though, they split it like at least they have, yeah, raw, at least you got
1: those two, SmackDown, brands, but,
0: NXT, you know. But with Japan, it's just but like... every time
1: I see the the, the the Usos still carrying around four championships, I'm like, can we please make the one? bill? <laughs> Well, this
0: is the thing. I hope the strong titles will. I don't know why create the strong championships and then end the program. Like, what? yeah, that's
1: the thing about that. I think that's just a lack of foresight when it comes to. I don't know why they haven't already merged those belts. Yeah. Or if you're gonna call the, if you're gonna make the open weight, if you're gonna make the strong open weight belt one, just merge it with the never. I, I'm assuming it's maybe at problem. some point they're gonna do this. It's gonna be the, be the longest title. It'll be a strong, never open weight. They're never strong. strong <laughs>
0: never strong, open yeah. weight TV title championship.
1: <laughs> like right. So, so I don't right. know. New Japan doesn't care. Though. It's just yeah, one thing I've noticed. They not, do not give a damn yeah. with how many people tell them how many belts they have. They, say to they what just what they send they belts on long. Like, well, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they really, they really, this they don't care. This is
0: the thing, though. Because, I, you know, I have been told how great New Japan is. And like I said, it is pretty good they have still got some of the problems that other people have accused other companies of having, you know? where oh, yeah, Not using the right wrestlers, too many championships, uh, titles not being defended, you know, and stuff like this. But again, it is still enjoyable, and we know what's ahead, because we've talked about uh, G1 Climax has been announced, G1 Climax 33, from July 15th to August 13th, which, again, who doesn't love that? Uh, so, I would... Next New Japan pod will be the 24th of June, which will be a Forbidden Door and then G1 in the summer. But, of course, Monty, you will have to fill me in on what happens between now and Forbidden Door, of course, in June. Right.
1: So, again, in May, best of the Super Junior. We do have uh, coming up Hiromu. It won't fall alert. He's the champion. It won't be Hiromu, guys. I know he's done it four times. I know some people are a little tired of Hiromu winning best of the Super Junior. But, yes, best of the Super Junior will be in May. And it is uh, returning to its rightful position right after the New Japan Cup and Wrestling Duntaku on May third. It's gonna be after that. Gonna be in May. I, I, I should go get the date, but I don't. I don't feel like doing it at the moment. So <laughs> <laughs> I will fill you in later on that day, James. Yeah. No, I did. But appreciate again, that. Uh, but yeah, Best of Super Junior is coming up. Not lumped in with Tag League anymore in December. They're gonna go and figure out who's the best of the Super Junior in twenty twenty three. Uh, in May, and who will be the person to challenge Hiromu? Uh, you know, if Hiromu su- survives Uncle Nobu, so we'll see. So, yeah, big, big time. And then, like, what will we happen? Will we? Will Hiromu's dreams come true on May third at Wrestling Dantaku? You know, and will he finally be the junior heavyweight and heavyweight champion like he always wanted to be? That is his goal. And his goal is to one day fight Naito for both belts, uh, even though Naito don't want the junior belt. <laughs> <laughs> <It's not true. laughs> but anyway, who cares? There's gonna be great stuff all through New Japan, and uh, if you don't, like I said, if I'm, uh, we, I will keep you up to date off, you know, the mic and all of that, but also on my podcast, especially for Best of the Super Junior, uh, in between moving, which I've already filled in my audience that I will be. I mean, I'm, I am moving this month so i'll be doing my best to keep up with all the all all the mess that goes on in wrestling because we still have backlash we still have (laughs) like you said AEW. so you know it never (laughs) ends exactly that's the one thing about this it just keeps going so i can't wait to talk about it with you guys as we continue on and as like i always say james thank you for allowing me to mark out about (laughs) japanese pro wrestling on no, the podcast for a couple
0: of hours, it's always fun. It is a pleasure. <laughs> no, like I said, it's nice, different levels. I know maybe with NXT, it might be the other way round. You know, not 60-40, like so to speak, but I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, People will always say I talk a lot, but again, it's nice to kind of break it up every now and again. Uh, but that is it. Like I said, it is great show today. Don't forget, don't forget across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast, I'm at the WNR JR. You can find the entire R team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people, uh, if, they, if they haven't had enough Sakura Genesis,
1: people go to listen to more from you talking about <laughs> Right, you can go to at Monty Paul, you can get more of my takes like you said on soccer genesis also you can go to my the Monty on youtube you can subscribe and you can check out whatever clips i decide to upload that may be my 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 best format that i may try to lead on for the next few weeks then you know that might be better than my podcast with everything that i have going on so definitely keep your eyes on the youtube channel and you know like you said click those links show us some love
0: Shout out also on Facebook and Instagram. Of course all Google platforms to listen, email double podcast at gmail.com. dot com. YouTube's another podcast all the latest clips and podcasts got at the same time on YouTube. Do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes we can download, subscribe. Rate and review there. So that is it. So next episode, next weekend, and it will be me tackling impact wrestling. Find out what happens when a man leaves three months of impact to review how, what mood will I be in? Uh, we've got no surrender, sacrifice, and rebellion. Uh, so it, it's going to be like five oh. hours. So I hope everybody yeah. enjoys this. Shout out to Mickey James. <laughs> <Yeah>. Honestly, <laughs> like I said, at this moment in time, impact. Yeah, it's going through some sta- changes, but we'll see what happens. But until then, uh, of course, don't forget, mm-hmm. everybody's going to moan at me and go, when's Monty coming back? I said the entire team will be back this uh, fourth. <laughs> I want to say the fourth of May, but I think that's the anniversary. I think the sixth of May will be the show. Uh, of course, the eighth right. anniversary. A lot of people have asked me what we're going to do. I have no idea yet. Uh, but that's, that's my question that's my we'll for two weeks. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, New <laughs> Japan was my issue this week. Impact's going to be me, Shu. Next week. Yeah, (laughs) one at a time. One at a time. That's the only way you can get through it. That's all you can do. All you can do. Uh, (laughs) Until then, I have been James Rose and I was joined by the mind of Monty. Again, Monty, thank you very much for not only kind of introducing more people to New Japan on this podcast, but actually kind of Hmm. teaching a lot more. And even with your kind of knowledge of history, being able to fill out kind of more areas that are kind of maybe. I've missed if you know what I mean. So I always appreciate that.
1: Of course. Always always my pleasure to fill in those blanks, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is I'm gonna fill in this blank now. So thanks for listening, (laughs) everybody, and bye.